<laughs> just, 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 just. You have 13 hours in which to solve the labyrinth before your baby brother becomes one of us forever. Life can be easy. It's not always well. Don't tell me truth hurts a little more. Jim Henson, the wizardry of George Lucas, Labyrinth. Wow, that was some preview. Nice. <laughs> I have no idea what that movie's about, but it's a hell of a music video. <laughs> Well, I, I, I wanted to play that one specifically because there are ones where you can kind of tell what the movie is about in some ways. I mean, not, you know, not perfectly because it's a Jim Henson movie, but but like enough. But this one's interesting because it's kind of taking the, uh, you know, we have a David Bowie song. We have David Bowie yeah. like dancing to the song. Why don't we just use that and uh, and see what we can come up with? Yo, new Bowie video dropped. Also, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe go see the movie, but mostly. The song's fire, right? Hey. Hey. Anyway. I give it, I give it uh three of these. <laughs> three juggling balls. Three balls in a circle. Moments crystal balls. They don't they don't they don't do anything, but if you turn them the right way, you can see your dreams. Anyway, welcome to Movie Night Extravaganza, episode 53, Labyrinth. Um, I am here joined. By Jay Andrew, ask me about areology world. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, it is a religion that's based around David Bowie's crotch from this movie. Um, really, he's yes. posting links about it in the group chat like for a week, is like a week anyway. Yeah, yeah, Troll T Troll was the founder of uh, of oh, my religion here, and um, it's <laughs> it's it's about you know how the entire universe is made up of David Bowie's crotch. Hmm. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. It's been a great show. 
All right. Also joined by Protonic Reversals and Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends own Conan Neutron. Step right up. You have won a crystal. Just, well, just, thank you. just a crystal. I, it doesn't, it doesn't, just, doesn't do very much. It doesn't do very much, no. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm ready. I'm ready to chili down with every one of y'all. Nice. Uh, Christina Oaks, you know her as I'm Christina on Twitch. How's it going? It's going good. I'm giving my best Jennifer Connolly performance tonight. <laughs> we can come on. <laughs> she was like 15. I, I figured know, it out. I know, and I will defend it. I will defend it. But not now. No. <laughs> now we're going to goof on it, but yeah. In, in yeah and of course, we're also joined by Renee Rune for the first time in a while, you know? Yes. Um, first time in 22. Like a, right? No, we the first time that we were on Twitch was uh, the Murder Night wrap-up where we were all here. Yes. Yeah. So we've been on Twitch wow. a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. But was movie reviews at the Night Shift, Smells Like Girl podcast, and Ruin Agency. Put it getting getting all your plugs out of the way there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for the one that's in her title card, which is Wounds Volume yeah, Two. Yeah, <laughs> so um I guess it was just a week ago that we did um the Dark Crystal, which it feels like it's been I don't know, like years. <laughs> this has been a really long week. Pandemic time is forever. <laughs> it really, I mean, it it's is. like getting to that point of the pandemic, right? Where it feels like time just goes on and on and on. And it's like, I don't even know what, what surge this is. I don't even know what variant is going around right now. You know, I we're know. just, we're just Zeta's here. In this... <laughs> but um... I gotta stop giving them cool names. It's gotta be the like cheese dick asshole variant or something, you know, something that yeah. nobody's gonna want to. I got Omicron. Whoa, is that the thing that Optimus Prime gets that like makes yeah. him the yeah. Yeah, I mean Omicron variant sounds like a next generation episode. Yeah, sure. the Omicron variant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have to See, yeah, the I, aspects I, of uh inter you know violating the prime directive and yeah, anyway, whatever. I uh it got ruined for me by that Dave Rubin clip where he's like Omicron, Megatron. <laughs> and I don't know, fucking Dave Rubin. But was um, Omicron an actual transformer though? There was something like it, the name is like Omicron. Like I feel like there's there's a transformer that whose name was close enough to that that would be. Yeah, I think Omicron was the planet played by uh, um, Orson uh, Welles. Orson Welles, yeah. If I remember correctly, I could there be wrong. I, I've been having flashbacks. I don't want to know if you six, are. So, Andy. You know, because um, <laughs> you know, uh, this movie, yeah, I remember. Um, distinctly uh when we went to go see labyrinth we went to the fancy mall which we didn't usually go to um it was like uh and my parents made me dress up to go see this movie which is weird because like we usually didn't together just going to the mall and um like david dress bowie, up like dress like, like, up or like, like sunday high. clothes you know no 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 oh, david bowie could probably see you you know what i mean like, through, so you can see everyone that's watching the movie so if you embarrass your parents you've embarrassed your parents in front of bowie and they're gonna say yeah. oh my god Hangover, hangover, Andrew J. Andrew World's at it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we uh, we walked in, and there was this, you know, Lamborghini Countach sitting in front of the the, the uh, in front of the mall, and it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I, I tried to reach out and touch it, my father prevented me. I told all my friends to squad. <laughs> Like you described, your father prevented you from doing so. That's yeah. I mean, like touching touching a Lamborghini Tutosh is like touching 1986. It's like well, that's it's yeah, like pure David Bowie like cocaine, you know, straight to the brain. Um, 
It's like when Pizza Hut was cool, it came in the pan and like, uh, you know, you had like the big weird looking little orbs of uh, pepper flakes and Parmesan cheese. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting to the real heart of the matter of why Labyrinth is great by talking about Parmesan cheese and the big containers. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to start with this connection because a week ago we met up, we were hanging out, we talked about Dark Crystal. This movie obviously is directly related to Dark Crystal as another Jim Henson project, but I guess it's even more related to it because... Um, Jim Henson and you know his whole like crew had felt like they hadn't quite gotten it with the Dark Crystal. They felt like maybe they needed mm. to have like humans and puppets interacting, and their fairy tale that they told wasn't really the story that they wanted to tell, and that they had something else that they wanted to do. So the project became Labyrinth, and I'm kind of offended because we kind of yelled at everyone last week that said that uh, Dark Crystal wasn't a perfect movie. So. Yeah. They kind of, they kind it of. It got real hostile. Honest. I rewatched that part. I was like, "Wow, this got hostile quick." <laughs> I, I, I need to rewatch this. But we, that, we I, had I, a dark crystal conversation last night about how everybody loved the show, like the new version, mm. much more because they managed to capture it a bit better. But yeah, I'm sure that would cause wars in the conversation we had as well. <laughs> I just really, I enjoyed an all puppet, an all puppet, yeah. uh, you know story an action story i just you know i i but, I, but it is true there's no humans in dark crystal like visibly yeah. human on screen like it's very much rooted in in that fantasy world whereas here there is um obviously uh he's a oh, he's he's the goblin king but you have david bowie and then you also have jennifer connelly who is the uh you know the, the fish out of water uh, and and gets this, the audience gets to see it through her uh 15 year old baffled eyes and you have the the weird kind of overbearing parents, which I've noticed is kind of a, a thread in a lot of these movies, right? Like Princess Bride too, kind of. I mean, with the grandpa, like you kind of have like this this childhood yeah. where the person's kind of teetering on the edge of adulthood and and childhood, or like in this situation where it feels like the parents are kind of an overbearing force, so the grandparents are an overbearing force. And in this, I yeah. mean, her reaction to the parents are is incredibly over the top. And I mean, we could talk about that later on because she's just like screaming at them. And like, I don't know, like the first few minutes of watching this. I know, as parents um, of teenagers, I thought it was on uh, on point. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like, her you can do whatever you like her, like, she's also like a rich, spoiled white girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's recently had a baby brother. Yeah. So. No, that, 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 is, that is what it is. I, it's just, it's just funny that she's like, it's not it fair. Fuck this enough. kid. I'm going to, I'm going to, I would give this kid up to goblins if I could. And then the goblins are like, come on, come on, come on. And she's like, yeah, I'm, ah, I'm not going to do it. And then she's like, no, all right, I'm going to do it. But Goblin <laughs> King, take Frankie away. Just kidding. <laughs> well, and I love the idea that like, there's just goblins lurking around waiting for someone to make an announcement like that. Like must, yeah, they must spend a lot of time. I don't whatsoever. I would have done it so many times as a child if I hadn't known to do it. I didn't know that was an option. I, I do it to my own kids sometimes. <laughs> Goblin King. Yeah. Goblin King, take my kids away. Even without. Oh my God, CPS is at it again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, um, it's sort of like Calgon, take me away. You know, Goblin King, take them away. You know, this is yeah. the 80s, right? Yeah. So, so, all right. So we have two. Oh, you're introducing a clip. Sorry. That was me. No, so we have two big, uh, you know, human, human actors. And then a lot of quite literally big because all these puppets are pretty small in this movie, but like, you know, but you have, you have two, I mean, 
Jennifer Connelly starring for her first time in a movie, which, you know, now it seems like she's like a, a, a frequent Marvel, uh, you know, character that appears in and out. And like, well, she, she's done one Marvel movie uh, 20 years ago. In a show. Yeah, that was, that was, the, was it like the Ang Lee Hulk or something, right? Yeah. I thought, yeah. In, I thought she was in one of the shows or, or like one of the, I remember was seeing Oh, uh, maybe, maybe I felt like she was in one of well, what, but she's yeah. kind of had Jennifer like a, Connelly has a distinguished acting career, and yeah, yes, and of course, Requiem's a Dream, but a, a lot yeah. of people Dark City, remember one of her earliest films is a beautiful, as being yeah, which is Noah. very young, but yeah, so, and she was very yeah. young when, when Labyrinth was made, and, and so it's like a, it's like a first time teenage actress, and then David Bowie, and I, I find that interesting that that's kind of what they went with in the end as like you know, the two human actors, because it seems like what they felt like, um, and this clip will kind of introduce it, is that, uh, you know, they missed, they messed up on The Dark Crystal because it was all puppets. And maybe you can't give someone a movie that's all puppets. Maybe you have to kind of break that up with, like, human characters that are interacting with the puppets, which, to be fair, is why The Muppets always works, I think. Like, the like you never just see all of The Muppets sure. hanging out with no human actors. It's always, like, a cameo from this person to this person, like, interacting with them and then acting like it's not right. weird that there's, like, Muppets in front of them. Yeah, Alice is Cooper's, like, like, hanging out with them and, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> Mark Hamill's explaining that that he he's not Luke Skywalker, but he knows Luke Skywalker. Right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I guess, uh, I guess, um, uh, Somebody was talking about um, how uh, Happy Days came out 48 years ago, like tomorrow or something. Um, and there was a, the clip of uh, Sesame Street of um, the Fondie A. And he literally has the uh, A when he's teaching kids on the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh nice. Nice. But um, that's like some visual humor meant for children. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this is, this is um, setting up the connection between Dark Crystal and where they felt like they failed, I guess, or where they felt like the movie didn't work. And I, I disagree because I think it's a perfect where, movie. Where but. it failed and why it still matters. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't fail. I, I, I disagree with that as well. But let, let's hear it anyway. Really the script it. was really as Jim's son. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was uh, part of the who should play This is Jared. Brian Henson, that was by the way. Kind of yes. a big part. And he was like, you're 21. I need to know who you wish was playing Jared. And I was like... <laughs> He, he wanted I was Sting, like David right? Bowie, and he was like, "Not not Michael Jackson." I was like, "David Bowie." Um, but um, no, but but I do I can tell you some of what went on. Brian Froud will tell the story differently, so I'm not really entirely sure. But after Dark Crystal, I do know that the feeling was the film was received as a little bit too dry, a little too esoteric, um, and that people basically came out of dark crystal going wow it's fantastic but where's that henson mm, where's the zany people always say zany and the muppets really my dad's work was never zany it was kind of wild wild there was a bit of a calculated abandon to to his to the energy but um so that was the idea was we what the imagination that he was applying to dark crystal can we do that but can we have the funny back can we have all that back so um the story the basic idea of the story came from my father with Brian Froud and the you know the idea of the 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 you know the sarah the lead struggling between being a child and being an adult and wishing she was an adult, but when she's treated as an adult, the, how it backfires and, and all of that was sort of gathering momentum. And I was doing other movies at the time when I first went over to London, I was working for a few different people. Speaking uh, of which, a prior movies we love was Return to Oz. 
Yeah, Return to Oz, I did before this, which is, yeah, great. And I kind of forgot about Return to Oz. I, I, I will say it was. I love Return to Oz. Return to Oz is so good. Yeah, it was playing weird. at a club that we did a show at, film. like in the front bar. And I was like, oh, yeah. And like it, like the sound was off, but the subtitles were on. I was like, wow, this it's is like visually the dark, like it. Kind of like the little weird gothy kids version of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. 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 Like, the visuals were like, I was like, this is like this the is asylum nice. and the, the ACT, and just like, what? I remember uh, the, they actually projected it in my elementary school. Um, it was really impressive. Um, We've talked about this before. Yeah, no, it was. We've you know, talked about it. And we're going to keep on talking about it until morale improves. <laughs> no, because because I, I told the story that I remember I I didn't know that electroshock therapy existed. And I watched it as oh, a kid. Like, what? I watched it when I was way too young as a kid. Like, I was I was like a little kid and I expected yeah. it was going to be like Wizard of Oz. And I went yeah, right yeah. into the electroshock, the electroshock therapy scene, where it kind of feels like when you're watching Labyrinth, you had electric shock therapy, considering how trippy <laughs> the movie well, is. Well, there is a scene when she's walking through the maze, because me and my housemates rewatched it last night, possibly on brownies, and <laughs> got ourselves some extra perspective. And as she's running through the maze, there is a scene where she grabs some mushrooms from the wall. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so. She's just there a little high. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll explain some of the some of the more crazy ass things that she's seeing. Um, mm -hmm. I just no. I think it's interesting though that they were like, "Hey, why not Michael Jackson at first? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We would not have aged well with Michael Jackson being oh, like. <laughs> well, this is what we're talking what about, Labyrinth, and not Captain Neo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's so yeah. Yeah, it like wouldn't. Jackson, any... you, you you get away from her. Just, just get away from her. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, the, wrong personality for that. Kind of thing, yeah, it's the best way we could say that, so we can immediately change subjects. But yeah. <laughs> because he's just, I feel like he just came out like sex symbol. I don't know. I wish. I wish he did play Jar Jar Binks though. Oh God. <laughs> Worst invention on earth. Um, yeah. I wish that like. I mean, I feel like David Bowie probably barely did any like retakes on this film. I just feel like he just banged it out. I'd love to see. There weren't there weren't like, retakes on this film. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was just like, like in general, ball. there weren't. Yeah. yeah. It just, it was like, well, it's other than the makeup, which is not that off base from what he would do normally, and like yeah, the exactly. costume again, yeah, yeah. not that not that <laughs> different than he would do normally. I think kind yeah. of relaxed. Like it's yeah. not really that much different than what he normally would be doing right it's so like he's playing exactly. himself almost yeah he's playing yeah. playing to his strengths being david bowie yeah although yeah. i actually <laughs> thought uh, when i was eight and first saw this movie i thought it was tina turner because i had just seen uh <laughs> mad max beyond the thunder drill oh i was gonna say it's the hair max, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the hair but uh I, you know you know when your kids you think stupid things like that well, so the reason the reason that I kind of interrupted to say that it was um well you don't have to know why I interrupted. I always interrupt, but the reason that I interrupted to say that <laughs> there weren't retakes in general um is because I guess famously Jim Henson did not want to do retakes and it was like a big deal. Yeah. Um yeah. which one of the things that happened, and I I don't know whether we'll get into this on a on a clip, but um one of the things that happened, uh because I because there's like a seven-part lecture that Brian Henson gives on the making of this movie, which is really interesting. I I couldn't make it through the whole thing because it was like 
it was a very very long lecture but um uh one of the interesting things about this is that i guess uh the fireys were based on um the wild things which in the beginning you mm. see where the wild things are in a room and yes. um originally they were just going to be the wild things like they weren't going to be called anything else it just would have been like the original version of like where the wild things are kind of like they were going to kind of just make a cameo and i mean you know how much jim henson loves cameos so like but then yeah. i guess uh marie sendak saw the movie and he was good friends with jim henson and was like oh i don't like this movie i don't want my wild things involved with this movie <laughs> <laughs> I, I i have so much material in the fireies i don't know if we want to do it now if you if you want to you're running a clip that's this this with this or should i bring some of this up now because you can bring some of it up now i just i i wanted to well so the I, name I of the song the, yeah so so even though it's not sung by david bowie it's written by david bowie yeah uh, it was mm -hmm. called wild things and it's very much a david bowie song especially if you get to the um down to the like when he gets to like that part it's like absolutely sounds like it could be you know just next like moon age daydream or something and like so it makes sense uh interesting thing about them first of all i, I think it's fantastic that uh the, the the subtle menace in that uh when you see it as a kid which is like here are these creatures just hanging out in the forest like having a good time taking their heads off and throwing them around because that's what they do that's that's how they roll it's literally they it's roll their heads and but like they they're like oh well you're hanging out with us you're getting down with the fire gang we have a song about this and like part of it is you take your head off and throw it around oh you can't take your head off oh well, we'll do it for you and it's like oh my god like it's so that it's kind of like the subtle you know you invoke uh grim's fairy tales for us for uh one of the previous episodes like kind of thing of like they're not like trying to be mean or like evil they're just they don't get it like why wouldn't you be able to take your head off and throw yeah. it around oh yeah hey you can't throw someone else's head uh, around that's against the rules of course, everybody knows that. Um, but uh, something to note with the song, two of the people singing the song, the, uh, the Fireys, uh, one ended up being the voice of Elmo, and the other is uh, Danny John Jules, who played Cat in uh, Red Dwarf. So, yep. for, for the Red Dwarf fans out there. And yeah, that song slaps. Like everyone thinks of Dance Magic Dance, and they and should. Not only that, you know who did the choreography for this movie? Well, you got to yeah. slap that baby and set him free. So, you know what I mean? Well, I'm sure we'll get into jump magic jump later. But, like, but, you know, just, just since we're talking about uh, awesome people who worked on this thing, do you know who did the choreography for this movie? I do not. Dr. Crusher from Star Trek. Get get out of town, really? Yeah, Gates no, McFadden? Gates McFadden. Um, she, she went by, uh, she had like, uh, Gates McFadden was her actress name, and she had a different McFadden name for, for um, which I'm blanking on right now because I don't have it in front of me, uh, as uh, her. Uh, choreography and um uh so she was trying to keep the two things separate and uh but yeah she she uh was a better known choreographer as than an actress before uh star trek so i had no idea so so chili down which is the name of the song originally called wild things for all the reasons that boris mentioned uh chili down has not one not two not three people that became much better known for uh, very, very other awesome interesting things as well which i think is interesting in and of itself but like Low key, I, like I, I see that I see Labyrinth now. I'm like, I want to party with those guys. They look like fun, right? But like as a kid, I was like, oh my god, like she's got to get out of there right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one new head, and they're all grabbing it. Yeah, and like when yeah, when they kind of mob her, like oh, we'll do it for you. Oh, I'll do it, you know. Like and it was like ah, geez. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that that was originally going to be like whatever. I guess like a Henson verse MCU crossover with Wild Things is weird because it turned out very different. <laughs> In a good way. Like, I, I think that seems great. I think, and I think it, it's sort of, uh, and we can talk about this now or later, but I think it, it keys into the sort of 
childhood going into adulthood kind of horror of just like not understanding what exactly is going on and having there be multiple levels of motivation for some of the creatures that tend to be on the whole much smaller than Jennifer Connelly, but like Mm -hmm. have a degree (laughs) of menace at times. Right. Yep. But almost everyone in this film is perceived as a male character and they're all like grabbing her and constantly. Yeah. Me too. You know, like, hello. It's like even little, you know, little dwarf guys like got an ulterior motive. Oh, like yeah. Ludo, eh, creeper. Like yeah. there's so many, like all these things. Like if you look at it in that lens, this movie would be cancelled for so many reasons. But I mean, like, but it also makes perfect sense for what would terrify like a, a teenage girl that's kind of gone oh, in too far. It's like perfect, yeah. it's a perfect yeah. fantasy adventure film. But if yeah. you were to pull it apart now, under the rules <laughs> of what you yeah. have, take off the head as you they say. Cannot yeah. have someone who's like forty and a fifteen-year-old girl and yeah. And He's trying to seduce her by and yep. he's sliding her and he's like grooming her to be the goblin queen. Yeah, and that's yeah. essentially the plot of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Knows, and that's the guy's like shutting her. Yeah. <laughs> he she, her. She knows that you know, in the beginning of the movie too, because a lot she of says happening yeah. as well that like it'd <laughs> so not go down now. I, I watched the, the uh, nostalgia critic review of it because it was like a tribute to David Bowie after he, uh, he passed and yeah. uh they've touched on some of these things. Like, it's kind of weird that, you know, she's like 15 and it's like, you know, he's a grown adult, but it's David Bowie. So it's cool. And I'm like, it's less that he's, it's less that he's a, a grown adult, I think. And more that he's kind of, he's this uh, kind of just scary character. What, what, what I understand is that kind of out of time, like, kind of out kind of, of like, no, but he's like this scary yeah. thing that's lurking in adulthood. But that's just is, David is, Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, no, like, yeah. It doesn't work. As Michael Jackson, at all. it's terrifying, yeah. and she realizes that like her sexual awakening during this time period and the the situation that she's thrown into are things that are you know she can navigate them, but they're far more intense than what she was ready for or what she thought adulthood would be. And in that way, like David Bowie, kind of being this uh, goblin king that's like trying to kind of possess her and keep her there and and make her obey her, she realizes this other force I think is lurking in the shadows. And uh, there's I don't think I don't know if I clipped this because I like clipped a bunch of them at once, but. There's one thing where they're talking about uh, David Bowie's cod piece, like the, the you know, his, yeah. his bulge. And at one point, the bulge was going to be like a massive bulge that he was going to carry around with him because Jim Henson was like, wow, actually, uh, I think a teenage girl would find that absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> there's also throughout the film, the, the playing on her almost having a, oh, she has like a weird romantical ideation of him as well. Yeah, he's those close-ups of her face at him. It's like she's in love with him and got a crush on him as well. Just very blatantly yeah. as well. So it's like Yeah, which makes sense though, I guess, in the same way that like adulthood and this danger is kind of enticing to her. You know what I mean? And she wants to avoid the danger. She wants to avoid going too far. I mean, I don't think that I, I think that it would be canceled today. I'm not saying that it wouldn't. It would hundred percent not fly today. No, no, I, I mean do, but I do think yeah, that the also just growing is, a yeah. kid. Like not even with strings. Like I remember watching some things, and some of them had strings. <laughs> like literally throwing. Yeah, yeah. Or just throwing the kid. They <laughs> really have close-ups of his balls in like quite a few scenes. So it's like, yeah, we're well, laughing at his shvetty, his shvetty balls. Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the conversation I just, that Hoggle has is with with his penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just like, because it's David Bowie. He's so yeah. beloved that some some. 
films where like uh, we have a self-awareness of like all the different angles and like mm -hmm. where certain like oh we have an awareness going. of the different angles don't worry about that yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like it's, it's we're like self-aware that this movie can be a little little sus a little problematic but we love it still it's david bowie yeah, exactly. it's it's a fun old time it's it's, it's a good acid trip so Every, um, all these things yeah. were made before we even had these weird little psyches about these things and yeah, now yeah. when we watch we're like oh whoa overanalyze everything it is also i mean you know all a lot of these fairy tales i mean not to be like the you know the guy defending i guess this this style of film but like this this uh this kind of fairy tale right that gets told over and over again about the danger lurking right like there's a there's a girl that kind of faces the danger and she might get through it but like there are warnings about don't do this and don't grow up too fast and like you know what i mean like it's always kind of this proverbial warning and to have it kind of be in this movie a little bit more sexualized kind of makes sense yeah. because like that is kind of what the danger what the danger is right like the danger lurking on in the shadows or whatever puberty is, we hate it yeah <laughs> don't we, we hate puberty the, folks the bog of the channel stench like what does that represent that's what i would like to know uh yeah all kinds of theories about that that's I when mean, you get you get you get canceled you get canceled you can never get the sense of what that is that what, what is that <laughs> representative of in the in the world do you think but um i'm i'm gonna i i want to i want to try this for the part this part of the discussion because uh Jim Henson's like you know Henson Company or whatever put all of the the songs up. So I wanted to see if yes. for this movie they do it through the workshop. So I want to see if maybe we can actually play the songs for this one. Um, we'll see how it goes, I guess. But this is the fireies, just because you know we're oh, having yeah. a discussion anyway. Chili uh, down, baby, let's go. My sister was petrified of the fireies. I love how oh, yeah. she's like, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly everyone knows that. Where do they get the whistle? Who has the whistle? That's what I want to know. But anyway, yes, yeah, then Hoggle then throws the rope were. down, you know. Um yeah, like you can totally see where where it goes like dark. They're like, "Come on, you gotta take your head off too. Let's go." Also, like, too, it. it looks like she was trying not to laugh when they were doing that. She was like, yeah. eh, "And I'm like, are you trying not to laugh? Like, what's happening here? Like, you're you don't look like you're like oh in pain." You this is like her first pain. movie. This is her first movie, and she's surrounded by puppets. You know what? I, I think did pretty it's good. It's great. It's great. Like, <laughs> I love those little things about it because it's like it's like her first like major role, and there's like little things that you notice about like her performance, and I absolutely love it. It's like, oh, she's supposed to react this way but she's not sure but i not do feel sure. like yeah but i feel like she was kind of like like her first film is with david bowie so yeah yeah you know, yeah started and a bunch of puppets like yeah it's not a it's not I'm a conventional just throwing my head <laughs> with the chillest bunch in the land i mean like, it's a, that's a catchy like elmo, though, that was probably the elmo voice actor yeah, well, that's exactly yeah. it. So one of them yeah. is Elmo voice actor, one's Danny John Jules, who's and, a, and, and, a and, cat know, in Red Dwarf. Kevin Clash is, is is legit funny. I saw him on a uh, uh, an interview uh, talk show in England, and um, he's just like, uh, you know, as Elmo, and he's like... Um, We're not laughing at you, Andy. We're no, 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 I, saw, I see the comment. That's what's kind of uh threw, threw me off there but um he, he's doing the thing is uh, uh elmo and, and he's like um elmo tried wasabi last night that's why elmo has no eyelids <laughs> it's just you know that's great yeah, saying yeah. it in the voice yeah same like, elmo like, 
<laughs> Saint Elmo's fire. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's it's interesting to think about the fact that like there's this microverse of these creatures that literally just party in the forest, throw each other's head around, and have their own theme song about it. And you know that's Bye. just. I gotta say that's what I imagine Australia is like all the time. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. We got we got one of my one of my mods in chat who's Australian. We got Renee right here. Renee's you know? Australian. Yep. We got a panel yeah. Australian. But I just assume yeah. like you go, you like you're like walking through the woods or something, and then all of a sudden you fall down a hole, and there's like these weird creatures at the bottom of it. They're like, and you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> like yep. these things are these yeah. things are kind That's of cute. Right, what's what's fiery, usually yeah. us. <laughs> well, yeah, fiery. So so you got bikies, right? So what are the fire? Like, those... Is that what you call firemen? Drunk around the huge fire, you know. Aluminium, what homeless people stand around now, was what we did for a party. You know. Which I by wish the way, you firemen fireies because that would be good. But reminds me, reminds me that we're supposed to ask you about iocane powder and uh, and <laughs> Princess Bride. Princess Bride uh, during the during the the scene where he goes against Vizzini. We were making we were making jokes about how um, he's like everybody knows iocane powders from Australia, and you know Australia is populated by criminals. And because I can't trust criminals, I can't trust the drink in front of me. <laughs> That's one of his Ben Burgess, uh, Ben Burgess logic, logic. So, so two things on that. I think I think Renee is asking if you're holding uh, for any iocane. Uh, and <laughs> secondly, second movie in a row that has uh, like a logic puzzle, right? Because there's the whole thing when uh, Jennifer Connelly, you know, has to choose to go, you know, up or down, right? Like, you know, yeah. like, there's the one lies, one tells the truth, um, which is like the, one of the classic uh, scenarios uh, for the classic logicians. blunders. <laughs> exactly, the classic, classic blunder if you choose wrong. Um, <laughs> And I also love that. So the, the 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 door guys the like are cool, but like when she goes down, when she go like it goes into the hole, and then they're like, do you, like what is it? Let me see if there's a thing. Uh, here we go. Do you want to go up or down? <laughs> you know, and she's like down. <laughs> that is that, she that's says down. That's the one that scared me. Like it's the whole idea. So many yeah. hands grabbing at me. It's like, uh, and just nonstop falling. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the yeah, door, yeah. like, I cannot tell. Like, one's like, I tell the truth, and the other one lies. I'm like, well, yeah. the one that's telling the truth is obviously the one saying the other one does lie because then the one who's lying is lying. I yeah. noticed that. <laughs> so, you know what? So Christina would, would, would solve that puzzle. If it was me, I yeah. would simply solve the puzzle correctly. <laughs> Clearly, you're the one that's lying. Therefore, I cannot trust the cat in front of me. But then this cat, I cannot trust the cat in front of you. <laughs> I, I would be like, I can only ask one question, and they go, "Yep, that's your question. That's your question." <laughs> like, God damn it, not again. Boiled. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I I wish I had this resource that I knew about this resource for uh, Dark Crystal because Jim Henson's like youtube channel puts out all of these different things on every project that he's done oh, that's so yeah. all right so they have, like, they have a huge fund and like a school and stuff i believe yeah there's like well, a, a, friend, huge... a, a friend of mine went and graduated from it and is fantastic yeah. that's a huge thing so this so I, I want i wanted to play the the hands part of this it's a couple minutes so i might cut it short at some point but um this is the uh 
this is this is I'm talking about the process of like creating the hands, which I is a very short amount of time in this movie. Like it's like four lines, but it's yeah. like an incredibly memorable, I think. Um, no, no, it, that, that's a straight up nightmare fodder, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hands across America. It's pretty amazing how they thought the hands. It's a slimy green substance and it has these hands sticking out from all over the place and tons and tons and tons of them. And it's really high. It's about 40 feet or something. One drop. I suddenly had this idea of ooh, all these hands just sort of coming out, they have to all grab her. Um, sounds pretty spooky. And then I thought it would be very nice if the um, hands started talking to her. I remember seeing people doing those things where they paint lipstick on their hand like that and then two eyes. And then they, and so I thought one of the hands gets some lipstick and does that and it starts talking to, to um, her. And then I think um, Jim liked the idea of the shaft of hands and he suggested that hands actually should just form faces. Probably can be done, but gee, it's hard. And actually, one person doing oh both sides doesn't work because you get the wrong side. Yeah, the puppeteer the thought of that. Who could have predicted? By your fingers. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on, the wrong way. Yeah. Do the mouse like this. If I'm leading. It's not terrible. It certainly can be done. I think at some point. All the puppeteers had to wear latex gloves, designed to look like gnarled, arthritic hands. We ended up making over a hundred pairs, and the foam latex people were working day and night to get them all ready on time. It's like that, the eyes are done by two people. See, I'm on the eye on this side, you see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, so there's an eye, there's, there's a pair of eyes there. To me, the easiest mouth is one person in front doing like that. You know, that's a very easy mouth. Yeah. Now that I would particularly like with another fist in there to create a nose. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like so. Some ominous music. <laughs> We now know how Jim Henson right. died. Those so of you who <laughs> haven't seen any of these faces before, uh, Brian, Mac, Ron, Cheryl, some of you all have tried this already. So just show some of the faces and the way bodies orient. Which one was the smiling? Oh, that, that was that one. Ooh. Yes. Yes, which way? Hmm? Come on. Which way would you like to go? Hmm? Oh, gosh. When you've had an idea, which is always a pretty good idea, um, and then you see it done, and it's it's so much better than you ever imagined. It's sort of taken your original idea and sort of let a quantum leap. It was one of those magic moments, I think, when I actually saw it. Stop it! Help! What, what do you mean, mean, help? We are helping. <laughs> we are helping hands. Well, then, come on, which way? Come on, we haven't got all day. Well, it shall be decision for her. Which way do you want to go? Well, since I'm pointed that way, I guess I'll go down. 
She chose down. She chose down. Was that wrong? Too late now. <laughs> Classic blender. <laughs> By the way, like, how has someone not appropriated that visual for like an actual horror movie? Because yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like, that's an incredible. I mean, yeah, I love. Yeah, the it looks like that. Del Toro would pick up on. Um, which yeah. came close 100%. a little bit with the. Uh, but not quite the same way as you know to the mm. same level also i paid attention like in the beginning with jennifer connelly and her accent at first sounds british and then she goes into like an american accent i'm like <laughs> you're really down on my girl jen man accent i love I watched it this last night with two other people and one of the people was saying the exact same thing it's it's <laughs> like a yeah, yeah. Like a mid Atlantic, like it comes and goes. Like yeah. I think I don't know what what it, figuring out who she is, you know. Well, yeah, also, there we go. like if you're musical, you pick up the you know Conan probably gets uh, like if he goes to like someplace with a strong accent, he gets the accent. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's um, just, but, yeah. yeah. One thing we haven't talked about at all is that this is uh you know largely written by Terry Jones from Monty Python, mm -hmm. and he's in that clip and stuff, and I guess. Um, there's a whole process that I'll play a clip for later on, um, but it's not like a pressing one where originally Terry Jones wrote a script and they weren't happy with like, because it was just too, I think, Python-esque for what they were going for. So they ended up uh, bringing in Elaine May for some reason, who is, uh, you know, wrote um, Mikey. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I Elaine May did a rewrite of, uh, of, of, of Terry Jones' uh, script. How did how and, in the world as a gigantic Elaine May fan? How did I not know this? Well, why is the film that. guy here telling us this? I, I know he'd be like, "Well, actually, actually, Conan, I knew it." Great. It's not, uh, but it wasn't something that's like widely known. In fact, tell your Twitter account it. where you don't follow anyone else. <laughs> they wanted to actually keep it secret that she had worked on it, and uh, I love that you know. So this this process, and this is the next this is the next clip in this lecture. Um, after they're talking about um. After they're talking about the first one about uh, like making the movie and, and Brian Henson kind of choosing David Bowie as the person he wanted to be in it, this is the um, this is the next clip on it. And on Labyrinth, so then my dad went to Terry Jones, who's a huge fan of of all things Monty Python, and and had you know basically all those Monty Python guys at some point had done something with the Muppets, and Terry really wanted to do it, and he wrote a really funny script that um, everyone loved, that had story problems i guess you could call them problems story weaknesses and and i still think the film today has story weakness as i watch it i feel like mm, it's still there is weakness to the story so um but terry came in and he did a, a really fantastic work working with i feel like they were almost in a room together for a long time my dad and terry and they came up with what was a really, really funny uh, script where the story uh, needed some structure. And then, um, I don't know how much of this, I was just telling you this. And now I'm like, oh, you asked the question. I was like, I, should, I shouldn't really. But anyway, my father went to ask advice from somebody. And, and, and a writer off of Fraggle Rock came in, Laura Phillips, and helped with the structure. 
but she couldn't resist. And as often happens, and I say this to people all the time now, I say, if you're doing a comedy, don't write shows. Just write the story, write the story, write the story, write the story. Stop. You can write jokes because you want it to be funny, but don't get attached to any of it because you have to get the story exactly right before you then make it funny. Because when you're trying to restructure something, it's almost impossible to retain the comedy. And so what happened was the restructuring of Labyrinth was then happening. And and as often happens when you're restructuring, you're ch slightly changing character arcs, you're slightly changing story beats, it unravels all the dialogue. So, so then what happened was he now had a piece that was sort of structural and was not funny anymore. So uh, Elaine came in, and again, I'm surprised you know that, because I, I, I'm sure it was a, she was not meant to be there. <laughs> she flew in in the dark of night and stayed in our house and worked like in an upper room, you know, but um, she, um, she just worked with my father, uh, I, I can't remember, two or three days, flat out, to try to bring back the comedy, but retain the better structure. And all this was happening when we were not far out from shooting. We were real close to shooting. And, um, and then what came out, so then Elaine had done that work with my dad and then Terry came back in. I think, I think my father didn't want to bring Terry back in on the first restructured script because all his stuff was gone. Um, and then he came back in and worked with it. And, um, and then that's how we ended up here, but it was a sort of slightly convoluted process, um, of, of how it got there. Dang. Awesome convolution. <laughs> oh, but was it was it convoluted? I couldn't tell from that whole story. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm still tripping on the fact that Elaine May had anything to do with Labyrinth. That's a, that's astounding. I mean, I, I remember Terry Jones and being like, oh, OK, I can see that. But like, yeah, Elaine May. Awesome. Yeah. But also like the story about her kind of just coming in like, you know, on a on a late night flight, staying in their house. Like it, it was after Mikey and Nikki because right. Like Mikey and Nikki was like a couple years before this, it was kind of, I assumably she wasn't in the best good graces of um, studios and stuff. So it's interesting. Well, it, wasn't it post Ishtar? So definitely. Yeah. 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 So, after it, Ishtar it, just killed her career. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as talent, as much of a talent as she was, since she wasn't a dude, she really wasn't able to survive the Ishtar situation. Um, actually, you know what? I guess this chart was the next year. So I guess this was because 86 versus 87. Okay. So she so wasn't, her name wasn't mud yet. The year my sister was born. Well, you see when, okay. when her name was finally mud after Ishtar, they had to put her under the house. You know what There's I mean? like, like three people that care about this. And one of them is Matthew film guy. Who's not <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so I, I, I find it, I find it really interesting though, that there was so much work done on it. And like a lot of the the characters, like the side characters, like the the almost NPCs, I would say, in like today's terms, with like you know, like the the, the side characters you meet that are just like doing their own thing and like kind of just give you random bits of information that might or might not be helpful throughout this movie. They're all very Python esque. Like they're very like yeah, they're all like, Monty Python inspired. Like think think about when she like marks the chalk on the stone and the little yeah, like it's like what is that guy's? Uh, I shouldn't say. Oh, I love the slug. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like, come in, cup of tea. 
love yeah. it. <laughs> Fantastic. That's that's uh that's my little brother's favorite line. And we, I first yeah. talked to him about how we were gonna do labyrinth, and he was like, "Hello," and he did like the voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But, but I like, love. Yeah. I was gonna say I love the fact that it's 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 a mix of very cute things and very dangerous things. Yeah. And assumably yeah. some of the cute things, even if they were like, if you actually like kind of fucked with them, because it seems like Alex things. <laughs> wow. you know, it seems like these things become dangerous when you fuck with them. You know what I mean? It's like, like Australia. <laughs> it's, <literally> like <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, a koala bear will rip your arm off if you're not careful. Sarah goes down under. In a matter of seconds. But they are adorable. Like, like the, 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 worm, the worm character, though, saying like the hello. Like whatever, whatever was oh, gonna happen it? if she had taken his advice and gone and seen the misses, like, like yeah. it, you could assume that that would have also been something <laughs> terrifying. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's trying to convince her really hard. Like, come on in, have a cup of tea and see the misses. And it's like, but what the fuck was that gonna? Like, there's so many threads in this. In this yeah. Movie what would have? What have? What would have that side quest have looked like? You know? Yeah. What mortal danger would have put Jennifer Connelly in? So, so what you're saying <laughs> is you want a video game of this where you can play that. We can go in and see. I kind of think his missus would be like the wife, you know, of the the scientist in Nevering Story, like the little bumbling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just imagining like Mr. and Mrs. Beaver from uh, Language in the Wardrobe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that works too. Carol Kane and Princess Bride too, you know. But he's kind like of hectoring him. He's kind of Cockney English though. He's not posh English. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think that, a lot of discussion about one little worm, yeah. But yes, he's great. Right. <laughs> he he, he looms large in the pantheon of this universe. <laughs> but that's, that's the power of his of Jim Henson's like puppetry. Is it such a tiny little character? So many people remember that particular character. Yeah, and, exactly and he would have his own spinoff show if this came out today. <laughs> yeah. Worm says hello. Um, <laughs> um, Man, I would watch every episode of that. I, I think that. Yeah. I think this that worm guy you, on Disney Plus <laughs> yeah. kind of takes you into a similar um uh like it feels like um when we watch The Dark Crystal, it's kind of inspired by this Joseph Campbell like mythology, good versus evil, like very black and white, like you know what I mean? Like these are good characters, these are bad characters, these bad characters that are in a power struggle with the good characters. Like this movie feels a lot more Alice in Wonderland and I mean Wizard of Oz as well, yeah. but like Alice in Wonderland, um uh inspired where you're kind of brought into this weird trippy world of like everything kind of being upside down so australia yep. and and uh oh, like this is like kind of like yeah. mixed return from oz and then mixed with just you've fallen into an escher painting yeah, so yeah. well literally, <laughs> literally, yeah. literally they really did that <laughs> like, my favorite mc mc escher I think of the fucking family guy thing where he's like going up the stairs and going down the stairs and going up the stairs. And then the slut, dude. Yeah. That's been redone a whole lot too. Yeah, it's been referenced so much. I also, the one caveat I want to make is that let's remember that the whole plot of the movie is because of Jennifer Connelly's entitled spoiled brat choices. And she yeah. basically spends yeah. the entire movie kind of atoning for it and kind of like reconciling with it and then and kind like of atoning for the bad, it. The wrong choices too. 
Go yeah. up. What the hell, girl? Well, <laughs> because to me, to me, and maybe and I'm, I'm this is pushing towards final thoughts territory, I guess, but to me, it is a story about growing up. Uh, all right. All well, this was a good episode. Of- <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that, like, wait, we have like, it used to. An- <laughs> it, it used to annoy me that I was like, ah, oh, you know, she she screwed up the the, the talking doors, like that sucked. Yeah. But it's like, then I, as I got older, of course, as I got older, I, I was like, oh no, like these are mistakes you make, like as you're growing up, right? Yeah. yeah. Like so, like then then it was like, oh, I love this now. I love that. Like she's like, well, blonde, I guess I'm already pointed down, so down. you know. But she also, <laughs> Glenn Greenwald, didn't give herself so much credit for these. Like, whenever she makes the right choice, she gives herself so much fucking credit, and yes, it's like, yes. Jesus yes. Christ! Like, I made the right choice. I'm finally, I'm, I'm finally yeah. getting this, and it's like, just get, get through the labyrinth first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to me after, after you're out of the labyrinth, chick. Come on. <laughs> what are we gonna say, Renee? Sorry. Uh, oh no, I think I was just saying, like, yeah, she just each each time it's she just has a blind naivety where she just he's really innocent and just believes everything and and doesn't even listen clearly like when the when the worm's talking to her it's quite clear that he means go the other way and yet she's like and goes the other way and you're like she just this this blindness and kind of really innocent nothingness about her he did say never go that way and then she leaves (laughs) because i'll take you straight to the castle yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the funniest throw because it does feel like you're watching somebody else play a video game, like almost like you know yeah. what I mean? Like yep. they're Morally. making decisions and you're like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But then she immediately falls. There, there's the one where she talks to the uh the guards again. Like she's talking to the guards, and then she's like, I finally get this, I got it, and falls immediately down the helping hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 and like exactly. it's incredibly satisfying to be like, No, you, you don't get it. You, you clearly don't get it. Get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you thought <laughs> that's not gratitude. When I was when I was a teenager, though, my mom would always be like, Listen, you need more gratitude, you need to be more thankful for your circumstances. So, like, it does resonate watching this movie. And kind of that is like an ongoing thing throughout. The constant failure. It's like, do you really want your brother back? Like, do you realize what you what you've lost? The stupid mistake you've made. Now you're gonna make up for it the whole way. Yeah, she fucked until around. You, and found until out. You fear <laughs> Exactly. She said, please, take my brother. And they took the brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean that. literally. <laughs> like, why aren't you crying? She's turning the light on. I was like, because you wished him away, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't remember your actions from of his family. I don't get no respect. No respect at all. My brother doesn't give me mo- no respect. Sometimes I wish goblins would take him away. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. Oh, what'd I say? <laughs> like, immediate, like, I regret all my choices Im- immediately. Like, what do you think was going to happen? This is a movie where goblin kings exist. Like, come on. The dude was just in your room and, like, coming about to come in. He's just like, yeah. She's the one who's out <laughs> in her little dress, like, reading all this stuff and, like, like mm, it's like 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 a like a witch who's got a witchcraft book and then is kind of like being witchy and then goes and does a spell and it actually works and it's like oops oh shit <laughs> I thought that was just pretend Ooh. I guess magic is real my bad y'all yep. <laughs> <laughs> sorry dad sorry mom you ain't got no kid I do think it's funny that like the goblins spend an extraordinary extraordinary amount of time basically Monty Python. Uh, 
commentary and this this scenario well that too but just like <laughs> and dancing like, with muppets yeah yeah there, there, so there's a lot of of, of um with his big balls <laughs> not not just frivolous dancing but like somewhat like not malevolent isn't isn't correct but negligent dancing that, that yeah. happens with well, the baby yeah. for sure Oh, 100. It's just like let's throw the baby in this giant conversation pit and kind <laughs> right of yeah. let him sit there. Like, oh yeah, which once again would have aged terribly if Michael Jackson was doing it because he literally. Yeah. Yeah. Baby yeah. Also, yeah, I'm secretly yeah. thinking that the Goblin King wants to marry her and and wants to raise the, the baby the brother baby. like his, exactly. his son as his like, own. Yeah. Okay, that's why. This is which which is considered, you know, medieval times. It was like, oh, NBD that happens like. Twice a week, right? All but the time, like, yeah. That, this <laughs> like is how PG ratings actually meant something, by the way. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's sort of like, wait, he's doing what now? <laughs> yeah, but it was like, all because... Where's the like, castle that has the CPS office? Anyway. It's like it got a pass, though, because it was like, it's got David Bowie's name on it, so it's going to be fruity, guys, so just... You know, gloss over. Expect, you, you know yeah. what to expect with this movie. He's got <laughs> David Bowie in it. Much about, you know, into it. It's like that's gonna be thing. around the outside sexually, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. like the, the ballroom scene when they're dance, the dancing, and the, yeah, all that, like come on, they're like this close to like mushata. They're like, yeah, they're about to kiss. I literally they, was they like, were supposed oh, to kiss, apparently. Like, like somebody, yeah, somebody on set was, and then uh, Bowie's like, what? like what? no, what? no, kissing. I, I would have kissed David Bowie, I will admit it, but, but Bowie, Bowie said no, 100. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, guy, then but Bowie was the <laughs> Bowie made the right call at that moment. Yeah, because that would have definitely gotten that movie canceled. So, yeah, good job, I mean, good job sir. I mean, like, People still try to cancel it now, but yeah, well, that would have definitely. Yeah. Can't, it, 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 I mean, he he fucks thirteen-year-old girls in real life, but he can't yeah, kiss thirteen-year-old in film. Yeah, exactly. But you know, at, at that time in his career, he was so popular. If he had have kissed a girl, it would have ruined him. I, I feel like I feel like the thing almost back then is if you were like a rock star and you were like like famous or something, you know what I mean? Like and you were like good looking, you could kind of get away with it. But if you Elvis. were like like exactly well, like, was, like part of the the that whole rock scene, like the girl that ended up dating uh Roger Plant, he gave the girl that he was dating to David Bowie to break her in. That yeah, was yeah, that's 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 a pretty dark. Lost period. her virginity, yeah, to, to David Bowie, and before, and then she stayed with Robert, um, Plant afterwards. Yeah, people love to talk Jimmy about Page, that stuff. Right? Jimmy Page, but yeah, people, people really like to bring that up, and you know, it's in it's that entire seventies music realm that that was all just how it happened, and the groupie things and all that. Pamela Debar. Well, there's, a, there's a sexual revolution going on at the same time, which is, you know, kind of when the, I guess the mores of, of that kind of stuff are, are down anyway from kind of this being like a, an experimental time in general. Like you, well, you a, lot of these, of, a lot of the girls like the, from that era were willing participants and still maintain to this day that they they were not groomed but chose to pursue that, which is a different scenario to how it works now. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's it's different from R. Kelly. Not um, for nothing, but the the boy group Hanson of the three brothers who did Umbop, yeah. they all married groupies. They all married they all their groupies. groupies. I saw that. Yeah, they all, all married like fans they that they met backstage, groupies. and I'm like, 
That's good for them, I guess. Never say um, never, girl. It could happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can still, you can I, still I do that. This, you can still do that if they're news the other day, Jennifer, and I was like, shit. Hmm. I think I need to do some concerts. I hope come up soon. <laughs> but you can kind of do that still if you yeah, if you just happen. You, you have to make sure that you know they're groupies of age. That they yeah. weren't. I feel like they weren't back then. It was like, hey, this is the teenager music, and then it's like played by a thirty-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> but but oh, yeah, you know, I mean yeah. that, that's. I'm, I'm glad you said it for us. But yeah, I was clearly and obviously thinking it. Yes, I, I yeah. do want to turn this around to the clip that Consent we're about to play yes. because. That baby that. right there grew up to be somebody who works for uh, Jim Henson and now is a uh, puppeteer and creature designer. Oh, uh, yeah. Sculpting no, no and stuff. Yeah. yeah I know you're going to have a laugh and say that baby grew up in his Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not the most attractive kid on the block, but he, um, yeah, he's a very smart dude by the sounds of it. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, so so obviously, you know, Wait, doing Glenn Greenwald or is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, All but right. yeah, he, he's Let... directed some films yeah. and, and which 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 now means that Glenn Greenwald will see this episode because he totally Googles himself all the time. Like that's the only reason. <laughs> you found I didn't mention him. I just posted that screenshot. That's how I got into that whole beef. Oh, I know. I, I, I know people that like asterisk his name like it's Voldemort or something because they <laughs> they know that it'll come up otherwise. Glon Grongrald. Glon. Think about Glon Grongrald. Which totally sounds like a character from Labyrinth. I can't. I imagine. Say, yeah, it sounds, sounds like a Goblin Duke. Sorry, Christina. Oh, sorry. I turn right I, over there. You're turning right over there. <laughs> like I can't. Like I don't search name myself. That's just too exhausting. Ah, it's uh, yeah. Things come up. It's bad. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. don't but if, I had to take it. Take the ride, folks. That's all I gotta say. But anyway. <laughs> all right. Let's watch some magic dance. This, I love this song. Well, everybody loves this song. This is like the song. But dance, still, like, dance. I don't know. It's just it's been it's been stuck in my head for the last week. Fantastic. Jump magic, jump to the clip. <laughs> and throw your baby. <laughs> I get the feeling they do this a lot. Like they got dance moves already, you know. Like everyone's like, "Oh, there!" Like more than that kid. been growing and hyped to the best. That baby's having so much fun right now. There was so much cocaine in the scene. Anyway, <laughs> slap that baby, well, make I'm him free. That's what I always say. What he's wearing. Uh, I want to. I want to know that the slab that baby. Do they mean like with the with the potion spell thing, and then, or do they just mean like? I think they slap it <laughs> like they're kicking it. Hold him by the feet. <laughs> look, look. There's there's some very clear chicken harassment going on at the early part of this video. So I think we can go ahead and take it literally at this point because the chicken's like, "Fuck you, dude! Don't hit me with a pea shooter. We're trying to party here." Well, what is the? What do you reckon? I've, I was talking about this last night. What is the reference of having all these black chickens? The only real life animal. No, there were some post. cats in there. Does this I, I, have black chickens I, though? Are so you specific? I, I think not. it's because they look cool and it looks like fantastical if, to if, people. If, that, if, if yeah. it's a, if it's cats, then I'm assuming Cole James Cash is one of the cats. <laughs> cat, cat boy, cat boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, now I get flashbacks I, to the uh, yeah. um, 
uh, to this con I went to where um, cat magic oh, no, cat. Right, here we go. Cat yeah, magic no. cat. <laughs> uh, ended up like right, go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. Girl. Yeah, <laughs> that was really it. Ended up there's a cartoon spay or your cat girl. That was after a night of drinking um, and uh, hangover. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore either. <laughs> This is this is what happens when we make when we make the wrong choice. I mean, like Andy, keep going. Cutting it off. He's like, oh fuck, I didn't actually have a story. <laughs> it's, it's, there there it's, is a it's, story. It's I just don't know how much. It's it's a long story, and I'm just like, yeah, nah, you, you slapped the baby, you made him free. There you go. That's the story. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Yeah, there was also a copious amount of alcohol the previous night, but yeah, exactly. It all worked out. Oh, we're gonna watch it again. Okay. No, this is this is David Bowie talking about the process of recording. Oh, music. okay. Right. And it's a couple minutes, but I, I was I, like, it's I mean, a bop. I'll listen to it again. I mean, I think I remember to mute myself, but I was singing along for a while. Hopefully, uh, you were muted. Oh, okay. Well, good tune. <laughs> Fuck you. It was it was fun. I think everyone appreciates this song. Dance magic gave me a bit of a problem. It's a song for the Goblin King and the baby. And baby said... In the recording studio, the baby I picked, one of the backing singers, uh, Diva, had this cute little baby um, who couldn't put two gurgles together. <laughs> and it wouldn't work for me. I mean, it just it wouldn't go. I kicked it. I did everything to make it scream, but it wouldn't. It was going to... It really buttoned its lips. So I ended up doing the gurgles. So I'm the baby on that track as well. I thought, what the hell? I've done laughing. No, I might as well <laughs> cut all the way. We're back. I never thought laughing. No, wow. years I love laughing. No, <laughs> apart from being quite beautiful, she's a really good actress, and she's a pleasure to work with. Beautiful. One forgets that she's just fourteen years old, and she's really very mature. Mm. And it's a big strain of film, like this. And every day without fail, she was on the form, and she's absolutely true. Wait. I have a much better plan. I had fun. It was, frank, it was very amusing. Um, I don't think Michael, Michael Motion, the uh, most people don't know David Bowie's a Muppet. Had right. much fun. It was, it was agonizing for him. Though. Excuse me. Wait. I've got a much better plan, Hoggle. Life can be easy. It's not always well. Tell me truth hurts, little girl. Cause I'm like hell, I'm like hell. In a whole David Bowie, wow. known for his contributions to music, for a long time now, I thought that the rock and, and cinema were the were destined to meet. I, I think MTV has subsequently um, um, become a proven ground that people will watch music and action for considerable lengths of time. Um, but I think there's a, um, a certainly opening up. Oh, they in, will. In, uh, they will in, watch in the music cinema, and action for a the combination of, of music and and, uh, and performance. Of the five songs that I, I was asked to write for this uh, film. Um, one of them is the title one track. Live underground, one live underground, one live underground, one the one live nobody remembers. Right? Obviously underground because um, 
just from the, the, the little trip that she makes through the tunnel of uh, hands, took me into the underground. So I set that as the sort of area for the song. So I wanted something very emotional, and for me, the most emotional music I can think of is gospel. Little bit louder now, little bit louder now, little bit louder now. nobody gave a shit about that. They just wanted to hear Dance Magic Dance. Yeah, exactly. Okay, six times on that. Hold it, folks. So I contacted Arif Marvin to um, produce with me and uh, accepted and, oh, and he helped me line up the, uh, the kinds of musicians i wanted second one how many have we used now three i think we should do it to one more yeah, yeah. this is, this is how i assume that uh kanye west puts yeah. out an album it's just like let's, let's get let's get these random the, the, the stuff he's done with jack and of course with the reason and, 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 and the other great artists i'm working in the studio it's all, a cool all great the studio the studio where solomon burke laid down um everybody needs somebody for instance um that kind of stuff being sort of a um, a bit of a soul freak, you know, it's just really nice to sort of work in those very capable hands. You know? That's fabulous. Near the end, especially, is, is really great. Yeah, Albert, that's that's great. You know, you're playing like shorter bits in front. Uh, yeah, you're just playing like every now and again. You you drop a lick in. Yeah, um, they can be more kind of with. A bit more, a bit firmer. I really uh, wanted a guitar player who wasn't used to a studio approach, and Albert right works mainly live gigs, but he's got a history of 50 years. And it's the song that nobody listens to. <laughs> yeah, and, and as fascinating as this is, nobody gives a fuck about this song. Yeah. Aggressive sound, and which goes against some of the uh, maybe superficial slickness of the synthesizers. He's one of the newer blues players, but he's. I mean, I could watch that stuff all day. I mean, David Bowie's one of my favorite artists of all time, and and there's something actually his his skills as as a producer, um, meaning as someone as a musician style producer, not like uh, Tony Visconti, who's actually doing the engineering and stuff, are actually wild <laughs> underrated. And Iggy was the would be the first one to say that Iggy Pop. Um, that yeah. said, I don't give a fuck about that song. But like, well, you're on you're on a first name basis with Iggy Pop. I still a bucket list Protana guest, so we aren't first name basis yet. But I mean, you know, as opposed to like Iggy Azalea, I don't know. Like, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say, I think it's funny that he like spends all that time talking about like th those songs when it's like people care about like Dance Magic Dance, then Jump Magic Jump, which is in the same song, and then Chili Down, and then nobody cares about the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I say that as a fan and like dude, I even love a lot of the 80s like Modern Love is a is a is a bop. Like I like a lot of 80s David Bowie. Some of it is just yeah. reprehensible ear cancer. But like you know, good on him. The cocaine flowed freely. We were having a good time. I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall weakest part of his musical catalog, but you know, not, yeah, not great. Like it's sort of like outsider when he started working on Trent Reznor and stuff. Like there's kind of a bit of return, but but point of fact is that I love, that, but, uh, I love that one actually. Yeah, mine was prior to that. Yeah, yeah. So 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 speaking to the clip of of which we spoke over at length. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I think it's so great that he threw himself so wholeheartedly into doing it because. Yeah. 
despite the results being like a song that we all like and like want to sing and or promote the show with, like mm-hmm. he was engaged with this. Like it wasn't like this is. And not they didn't. They it didn't in. ask him to. They didn't ask him to come in with a with a no. you know, a bunch of songs. He, he he's showed like, up on I'm, his own and was like, "Here's the." Here, here's the record that I have for you guys. I think I this to... is cool, and I'm gonna make something cool for it. And you know what? Like, if more artists felt that way, like I think that, and that's one of the reasons why David Bowie is very special. One of the many reasons, right? Well, um, one of the reasons he, you know, he works for this film because he can do everything. He is yeah. fantasy. He's so everything about him is so fantastical, and he can transform worlds and universes and take you what, places like the, that what's the movie where he's a vampire uh um it's not great uh, oh um uh, oh oh yeah i'm saying uh, andy will know <laughs> oh crap it's, yeah. it's got such a simple name too it's yeah yeah it's like a one word name like yeah <laughs> oh my god or something what is it it's a the hunger Hungry, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> angry i said <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hunger. yeah. Um, I, I wanted i wanted to add this to the to this conversation this is aka hangry this is this is david bowie um talking about the character for the goblin king that he came up with in his head that i don't necessarily even think fought, like comes through while watching this movie he has an entire kind of characterization of his character as the goblin king that like i don't even think that you necessarily fully pick up on he first brought me the concept on the 1983 tour that I did in America um, and asked me if I'd consider doing the part. And he showed me Brian Frow's artwork and he showed me a cop- copy of the Dark Crystal, which I found a fascinating piece of work. And I could see the potentiality of making that kind of movie with humans, with songs. Thank with you, a, David a Bowie, for complimenting the Dark Crystal. Is the Goblin King. One feels that he's rather reluctantly inherited the position of being Goblin King, as though he really would like to be, I don't know, down in Soho or something. <laughs> but he's not. His, his uh, thing in life is to be Goblin King. And he runs the whole place as well as he can. And he's kind of spoiled. He gets everything his own way. He's a big kid. <laughs> what has happened is that the Goblins, without his command, have just gone off and taken another baby brother from another girl and he's got to sort out the whole situation. You remind me of a babe. What babe? with the power. Oh, what power? Power of voodoo. Who do? You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery is so <laughs> I love that. Well. <laughs> Jim gave me a complete free hand. I mean, like... That wouldn't be the same if 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 it didn't have that just like sharp like ratatat kind of like delivery, right? Yeah. yeah. But also, you don't necessarily think about him being kind of a reluctant leader. I think within this world, but then once you hear him say that, like you can think about when he looks he looks insanely bored when Magic Dance starts, and he's sitting like you know like he's sitting like this, and they are yeah. fucking with the chicken, and he's like, you know. Like, <laughs> No, they like. They like I'm they only like, laughing because they are totally fucking with the chicken. Yeah, they're fucking with the chicken, and it's like yeah. nothing is happening in this world. Like everything is ordered. David Bowie's been like the Goblin King yeah. has been so good at his job that it seems these like these little bitches is, are fucking with his chicken again, and it's Tuesday. Yeah, you know, like, and 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 so he gets up, and then he's like chastising them. And you like when you watch it, you don't think necessarily. Oh, they kind of just went off and took a kid. Like, which also means that every one of those goblins is a kid that they took. 
which is an insanely terrifying yeah. thing to think about. Oh, I didn't even think that. That's oh, happened like shit. Yeah, hundreds of times. I didn't times. realize that either. I didn't get yeah. that from a thing. I just got that from him saying that. And it's like, oh, they've taken another baby brother. Like, all right, so now we have another fucking kid to deal with. Another person is going to come looking <laughs> yeah. for their kid. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> one of these this. like goblins dancing their own routine with no choreography whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> you know, like David Bowie problems. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, the, well, all those goblins as well. Like the artist he was talking about, um, Brian Froud, who actually would like made a book in 1978 with all these goblins, fairies, and whatnot. That's where all of them come from. And it's like really interesting if you go back and look at the original drawings, they're almost identical. To, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so all the puppets are made. Uh, yeah, Brian Froud is the guy's name who, who's the illustrator who the goblins are made after. I'm trying to wind Andy up right now, by the way. I didn't know that. No, nobody ever mentioned that to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. I actually had I had this book as a kid. Yeah. One of my fairies one. I had the fairies yeah. one as a kid. Yeah. One of my <laughs> middle <laughs> friends, uh, girlfriends, um, was obsessed with Brian Farrell, and she had, like, a calendar, and she had all the goblins, like, the posters and who they all were and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. Well, my, my mom is like a, um, I mean, you can kind of see some of her work behind me actually when I stream out here, but my mom is like a, um, an artist and she's like a multimedia artist. So she's done it in pretty much like she's was originally doing sculpture. She does jewelry. So she, uh, creates things from like organics, like organic material. And that's but not an actual things. artist, just like an artist. No, she's an, she's an art. So, so, she, so everything, she's done photography, she's done sculpture, she's done all these different things based on, it's all based on like organic material. So she had that book when I was a kid and yeah. uh, and and was getting inspired for like work that she was doing, I think, on it. Because I remember having that book and be like, oh shit, this is creepy. This is the creepy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you have the quick fairy with the fairy lands on her hand or whatever. And she's like, oh, a fairy, which like every little girl, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of that moment where she's like, now you get to the point where she's like, like, oh, well, no, you know, this world must be really cute. Like, I'm in my, are you, are you good, Conan? Is everything burning? Oh, that, that shocked the oh. shit out of me. But yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. Continue, please. <laughs> no, but it, it's like this, it's like this crazy, like. It's Christina crazy... and I are like petrified over here. But yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> But I my, my, my one year is up. now I'm not working. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sleep deprived, guys. I, I'm finding anything la laughable now. I've been up since hey. 11 o'clock last night. Yeah, I, I saw you started streaming at 4 a.m. I was still up, and I was like, oh, fuck. She's... But I took a right. nice I took a nice 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. nap. So. You're wild for that, Christina. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. I see that, and then Christina acts like I'm weird. She's like, well, that's the hours that I could do it. And I'm like... That's not a rational response to what I just said. Well, I mean, everyone and their mother is on like when I'm after when I'm done with work and I need to get my life back. So I'm an early bird, so I can do it. Fuck it. <laughs> and I'm doing pretty well. So all right. Well, you don't have to get you. you don't have to get defensive. You don't have to get defensive. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what, what about fairies would you want to, what point do you want to make for us no but it's like it's a it's an i don't have wings it's kind of a it's kind of it's kind of a funny way to to get us into this universe where but things are actually dangerous wings. right yeah, like establish that in uh, in uh, dark crystal right yes <laughs> which i'm still mad that we didn't get uh marina on for that because the next day she literally posted a picture with wings and i was like i know <laughs> 
Um, oh, no, but, so it kind of gets you into this universe where you're like, you know, I mean, you're in the mindset kind of of a, of a teenage girl, or at least I am now, but like, you know, and, and all of a sudden, like the first thing that you would see is like, you know, oh, a fairy, that's really cool. And it's like, you touch it and it bites you and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and it's Hoggle, like, oh, you're a dick. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Hoggle's like, well, what did you think it was going to do? Because it's, it, you know what I mean? So you're kind of yeah. like automatically thrown into this, uh, like Alice in Wonderland world where it's like things are weird and dangerous and they're kind of like things that you're obsessed with, but they're not. And it's like, you know, Hoggle's just like, well, yeah, like what the fuck do you think fairies are just going to go around and like grant your wishes? Like, no, it's a, like, it's literally yeah. like a, like you'd look at a moth or like a mosquito or something like. <laughs> can, can I say that? So first of all, first time they actually invoked Hoggle. And I think that merits discussion on its own, but I think Hoggle, Hoggle to me feels like most dudes on the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would like to, to hear. Don't try to embarrass me. I have, I, I have no pride. <laughs> I, I would like to hear from Renee and Christina only on this because I don't know if this theory is. I haven't thought it through really, but I, I just feel like on, on the rewatch, I'm like, wow, extremely online energy from Hoggle. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, well, I remember rewatching this because when I was younger, I didn't really think much about it, but when I was watching it recently, I was like. Oh God! If this dude was like Gamergate, man, like <laughs> <laughs> Gamergate Fantasia. Renee, you're on mute, by the way. I don't know if you're if you're if you know that, but we we did that because we're we're misogynists, by the way. No, that's fine. No, I was just saying. I was just saying Mute, muting like, muting women extravaganza. <laughs> we, we we're gonna mute explain you now. Yes. No, I was just gonna say like um he. Hoggle is also like this really, you know, the annoying trolling guy, which is why he's a troll, who's like also like, <laughs> like he's, you know, he's like the trolling guy. He's almost an incel. He's like wants to be a friend, but he really kind of wants to fuck her. And he's trying to win her over, but like not. And he's also looks like he's about 30 years older than her. And yeah. he's like, yeah. you know, it's like weird as now, you know, very weird. He definitely looks like a dude that have a very active OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's been he's been playing with his hoggle a little bit too much. If you know, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. for everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like he have money. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. <laughs> he don't be on Pornhub. He, he I, I'm, I'm taking this to a darker place than I ever possibly imagined. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, bring it back to a, a slightly lighter place. Um. It's fascinating that I guess uh, Jim Henson, up to this point at least, considered it the most um, the most like complex puppet that they'd ever worked on, because there was just so many like moving pieces of it. I guess that because I mean one of the giant puppets, I think, kind of you know they they work on the range of motion in certain ways, but apparently this is like one of the more like almost like animatronic puppets that they had at their disposal. The articulation is great. I mean, it's an yeah. expressive um, it's an expressive character. Like you you see like a range of emotion he also has the same voice that i do imagine for every like internet troll uh, gee, every internet troll was totally hoggle <laughs> like just every time you see some dude it's always a dude on the internet making a shitty comment think of it in this dude's voice just, yeah, i don't know just even hoggle. even deeper than that like like just being like uh this is really dark if you want me to take it to the darkest possible no place. no i don't i really being, don't. <laughs> being like being like well, you're not you're not getting the 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 statistics for the Holocaust completely right, and it's like, uh, <laughs> oh God, yeah. Like, there's oh, actually, 
Where the fucking clip, please? Thank you. <laughs> well, Hoggle is certainly the most complicated puppet creature we've ever built. It's the most technically uh, elaborate face because we've we've put about 18 motors in there to control all the different portions of the face with these 18 motors and four people operating that from outside by radio control. It creates enormous problems in just trying to figure out how to make that into one expression. The Hoggle crew are five performers, five performers, one of which is really an actress, Shari. She's inside the costume. She does the whole, all the body movement and her head is inside the head. However, the jaw is not connected to her jaw. Nothing that the face is doing has any connection with what she's doing with her face. The other four members of the crew are all radio crew, myself included. A head doesn't just speak. It, it moves while it speaks. And, and the body has to have the right attitude, the right breathing, and the right you know, stance, body position, and stuff like that. So it was, it was very important to really act Hoggle out and, and know what transitions were going on. Um, just as much as the people doing the head. You monster! They breathe as fast as I can spray. Five performers trying to get one character out of one puppet. It's a very tough thing. That makes it work! Basically what it takes is a lot of rehearsing and getting to know each other, getting to know each other's timing. So that when I go, yeah, you know, something like that. The eyes go here, you know, and Sherry goes here, and you know, everybody does it at the same time. And they all know that it's going to come, and they know exactly what it's going to sound like and all that. That took a lot of rehearsal. Ain't it? <laughs> now, would you go left or right? <laughs> we both stayed open too long. It's Hoggle! Because he was the most complicated character, we were trying to do more with him, and he had to be virtually the second lead in the film. His hands were always a problem, because Shari has very small hands, and we had to build these sort of large hands over her. Vera, do we have the little hanky? Yeah. Oh, great. Wonderful. Yeah, there's Dr. Crusher right there. Yeah, it's like it's McFadden, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Cheryl, as she was known Cheryl's, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Almost. How long is that? this movie going to be? <laughs> okay, now here we go. <laughs> Two of them. Oh, all right. Six all right. years. This movie's gonna take six years. Just, just get want, the thing out of your pocket. You give me the bracelet, and I'll show you the way out of the labyrinth. You were gonna do that anyway. Yes. Well, that's what would make it a particularly nice gesture on your part. No. I'll, I'll tell you what. If you won't take me to the center, take me as far as you can, and then I'll do it on my own. What is that anyway? Plastic. Sure. Uh, don't promise nothing, but uh, uh, I'll take you as far as I can. Then you're on your own, right? Right. Right. <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> I, I I could watch that all day, man. That, that's that's good stuff. That's that's good yeah. business right there. It's that's so creepy though when you see it, like the the you know. Like we've we've seen this in both Dark Crystal and Labyrinth now. Like the 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 puppet character kind of fully realized, where you realize it's not just like the more Sesame Street version, where you know it's kind of somebody like from down there. It's like literally like a full person costume. Yeah, and you and see it just, like, walking around, and it's them. not like a 
like yeah it's not like a manicured or like you know what i mean like video for a movie it's like literally just watching like this puppet creature walk around you're like no that's a little bit fucking terrifying like when the skexis ran when we watched the last one it was like no well well, and and then like all of that effort and all of that the that team of people doing all that amazing stuff to be a puppet incel like like, fantastic like like, do this to make it real yeah, exactly. The whole team of, but I love. I mean, I in in all sincerity, I love it. Like the idea to make like this character that ha- actually has a decent arc. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he has a real fully formed personality, which a lot of puppets only had kind of more of a two dimensional, whereas they really made him three dimensional. Yeah, he's not just dashing his lines off to get onto the next scene. It's like there, there's. Yeah. Well, it says it in the in the clip, right? He's like basically the second lead. Yeah. And and it that's kind of where it kind of gets inspired from um, Wizard of Oz, I think, where it's like you know these three, and we haven't talked about like Didymus or whatever, like Sir Didymus. The, the how have we not talked about Sir Didymus? Yeah. Sir Didymus is amazing. And, <laughs> and which is, which is kind of they kind of reuse the Monty Python bridge bit, where you know what I mean. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you must answer to me to get over the bridge, and they're like. They're like, all right, can we get over the bridge? But like, it's funny in this movie. It's like, oh wait, I never. No one's ever asked me before. Like, no one's ever wanted to be in the pit of eternal right. stench. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's yeah, the, that's yeah. the turnaround. Yeah, because your reward is the pit of the of eternal stench. <laughs> I also love that. Um, you know, like, what a great character, but also big little dog energy. And anyone's oh, ever dealt it. with little dogs is like is like. Yes. It's it's the best and worst of like little dog energy, and I I fucking love that. It's the best yes, representation of a little dog in film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because I haven't I haven't taken my video of Audrey growing up where she literally jumps on the back of dogs that she finds on the rail trail outside. <laughs> well, but I mean, think about the fact that like <laughs> Didymus is like he's got like kind of an outsized Don Quixote style sense of yeah. importance. He's always like he's fearless in a way that like you really should be afraid right now. Like you you're in mortal danger and he just has no fear whatsoever. He's like, he's he's uh he's a he's like Inigo Montoya, but like as a yes. dog character, as like literally dog. just that. <laughs> he's yeah, like so good at like fighting as a yappy dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you have the bigger dog that's like just dumb and useless. Who's the who's the steed? Like you have a dog yes. literally yeah. riding another dog. Which yeah, is said, which that's, what, that's, what Audrey, like. that's what Audrey does all the time when she finds bigger dogs. <laughs> but it's she like ride the, a pit bull the other day. So it's the classic Goofy versus Pluto thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wanted to say. Yeah. I wanted to say. Yeah. My name Stay is Anigo Montoya. You stole my collar. Prepared to die, but. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's crazy that like one of the dogs is like like everything else in this fantastical tale like you know uh fully articulated sentient entity that yeah. has like an agenda and like dreams and hopes and etc and the other one's just like he rides around on him yeah but, but like a <laughs> little dog that just happens to be yeah like what happened to that guy like that dog just didn't make it to dog evolution or something maybe it's because well, like- it's like what's the difference between goofy and pluto and this isn't a joke it's literally what is the difference yeah. they're both dogs right yeah. One wears a hat and has a, a freaking vest and like all outfit, and like the other one is just a fucking dog. It's naked. Here's a repression. Here's I a guess nudist dogs segregation are... between the dog classes that led to one dog. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> it's dog classism. Here we go. All right. Save that for again. tomorrow. <laughs> but also, they kind of, they kind of, um, 
the like one of one of the uh like like the the the, the you know the, the Ludo Ludo character, which kind of rhymes with, with Pluto kind of, but like the Ludo character, like they they kind of ripped it off, not ripped it off, but like you could think that um uh Jim Henson had, had done work a couple years ago for um Empire Strikes Back, and there's mm-hmm. like the the, right. the monster on Hoth, and the, like the two designs kind of I feel like look kind of similar when Luke is like upside down on Hoth and has to like you know like like for like grab his lightsaber with the force to get his way out of like that yeti creature and this is kind of like a, an interesting like uh version of that but then also kind of the same um the same way that like uh um in in the dark crystal you know there's like a, almost like an animal character like this is the this is the animal character in this movie like, there always has to be one that's like ah like every well i mean an- animals like any one of those characters, but you've given him a bunch of fucking cocaine, and he's like, <laughs> right, exactly, and, and lack of musical talent on the drums. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, did, like, did you see him and uh, David Grohl have a drum off? <laughs> <laughs> David <laughs> Grohl, David <laughs> Grohl. <laughs> like what you said about Ludo. Like, I mean, that could also be heavily influenced by the fact that. Like George Lucas was a producer on this film as well. Yeah, yeah. There was so much crossover in those worlds. Yeah, uh, like it's it's yeah. really kind of wild. And and the same thing with the Dark Crystal, where you know, I mean, there's kind of like literally the same the same storyline with first, uh, like kind of you know Obi Wan Kenobi dying, which is like the the master at the beginning of of the Dark Crystal, and then kind of I mean in, in that one it's a it's a big titty version, but he has like a Yoda character that he has to go find, and he's like, where the fuck am I? And they do the same bit. They do the same. They do the same bit where he's like he's like running around, and he's like. Is this the creature? Is this gonna be the creature? Like he does the like, is this is this the, the whatever you and but like that's the same thing that happens when he goes to Dagobah, you know what I mean? Like it's the same exact bit where he's kind of just wandering around and he's like lost and uh like he doesn't expect that it's gonna be Yoda, and then Yoda just starts fucking with him, which is the most amazing part of Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> really the best Star Wars uh, like movie out of all of them. But they went a little bit too intense with the with the Jim Henson style part of it and in uh you know return of the jedi or whatever but you know, like i don't know <laughs> are, are we just we're not possibly just gonna let big titty yoda slide by right no <laughs> big no, titty I, yoda I, I didn't mm. <laughs> <laughs> well no i the reason that i thought about it was because we had that letterbox last time where it was like, oh, she's she's the one that uh that that figured out you know like the bra the braless uh, yeah yeah whatever. yeah the, the, exactly <laughs> that 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 was, that was a classic bit from a um, yeah from a classic review, uh, yeah no but but I guess like hammering home so to speak uh, <laughs> the so original speak. point like the <laughs> the creative the creative uh crossover between like the world of like you know uh lucas arts at that time and and star wars and, and so on and so on and anson verse um as articulated through dark crystal and labyrinth i mean th- that was all the same people worked on the same things because that's where all the cool shit was happening yeah everyone was wanting yeah. to do 80s fantasy films like when i think of 80s films besides teen films i always think of like those and that's why we're doing this this whole month because it's yeah, I was gonna say, winter all these <laughs> omicron surge fuck that let's just like watch a bunch of fantastical omicron, omicron. 
by the way, Jim Henson sounds way more. I mean, maybe because the voice is a little bit up, I think, on that one, but it sounds way more like Kermit in that one. Because last time he was like, like, all right, let's uh let's really kind of get this. And he, this one, he's like, all right, let's let's really try to um let's try to get this this whole production together. Uh I, I just want you to come I'm, 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 I'm really thinking Yoda, but with tits. You know. <laughs> well, there's the big pendulous breasts. I, I didn't I didn't grab it, I guess, but I'll I'll put it on Twitter later. There's the 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 video of them talking about uh uh, David Bowie's cod piece that was originally by Brian Faust, like that that guy had had designed like a. You mean giant... it wasn't real? <laughs> no, but like so no so the original was designed for. Wait wait this it's is like... the first time we've discussed this. We need yeah. to discuss this with alacrity and with the honor and respect that it deserves. Can so we yes. talk a bit about David Bowie's crotch, please. So yes. only so the, the original designs. There was this cod piece that um, Brian Henson and, that and Forrest like, uh, kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So like it just was it was going to be like this grotesquely large just dick sticking out of uh, the Goblin King, and and uh, I guess David Bowie saw that and like had his manager come up and be like, no, you're not you you can't do that like you can't I'm, have one that's that. I'm big. doing a movie with like a 14 year old. We can't do this. And you know it's fucked up with David yeah, Bowie. Like, can't. It's when David Bowie's saying that's too far. Yeah, like when David. Have you seen that link I uh, posted in the chat actually, you know, shows you like how far David Bowie is willing to go with puppets and it's pretty far. <laughs> Are you I referencing didn't... the private chat and the public show, Andy, right now? Yes. Is that the thing you're doing? Okay. Yes. Well, so, Andy's off the show. No. Hint, hint, hint for us, play the clip. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't want to, because my internet's been really slow tonight. So I don't know if, I mean, do you really want me to play a clip that you put in the chat of, 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 David Bowie's. He he posted like he posted it so much. I feel like he really does. I feel like he really. No, does. it's it's um it's it's David Bowie performing on Saturday Night Live where his uh head is Bowie and his body is a puppet, and uh he's doing. Oh, yeah, this is gonna get taken. Down. I'm not that's talking gonna... about the dick. I'm talking about the clip. Oh. That's gonna um... that's gonna get taken. That's gonna get taken down. I have to edit the whole episode, so I don't. I don't... Yeah, you already I... have to edit the episode, don't you? I I use the ones from the Henson. I'm hoping not. I'm trying this out okay. and hoping not. Um, I'm hoping not to stay up like a while tonight trying to wait for this to export. But um, don't it's a we, mile don't we gotta do letterbox. Yeah, but we're not. I mean, <laughs> we got all kinds of shit we need to do. That's why I'm yeah. like, we're adding more bits. All right, <laughs> show's been like four hours, and we're only just now getting David Bowie's package. So, <laughs> but yeah, so they so they added this package and the whole package, <laughs> and I guess the manager was like, it, like you can't do a pack. Like he doesn't want to wear that anymore. Like. So they they had to take it down to what it is in this you know in the movie now, but it's interesting that it was that much bigger. And Jim Henson's reaction to it was, "Wow, that's terrifying!" And a teenage girl would be absolutely terrified by a dick that big, <laughs> which shows you the where his head is, and it's kind of in this in this like you know fairy tales, not as a sexual thing, but fairy tales as like this almost like sexual awakening, I guess, and how terrifying it is to be an adult, and how much of a role that plays within your adulthood. And how you know someone maybe yeah. uh, her age isn't ready for that. He he's thinking of the overarching story, just like with Dark Crystal, which was probably um, you know a, a little bit harder to articulate, <laughs> it's, so to speak. But you know, like it, it's, it's harder it, though. I don't especially considering the only like few humans in the in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but but I think I think that there was there, I think there's a thoughtfulness behind that. You know, I, I don't mean to dominate the conversation by saying that, but like, I think that like him, him thinking about that, like that tracks for me. Yes, I agree, Mayor of Media. Too. Oh God, that's my buddy right there. 
It's cornerstone of the universe. Yeah. It should have won an Oscar on its own. <laughs> the Oscar goes to David Bowie's package. <laughs> what kind of magic spell do you use? <laughs> Renee, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> just wanted to award the Oscar to his package. You remind me no, of the dick. Just... What dick? <laughs> What power? <laughs> the power of the dick. Uh, power of voodoo economics. Yeah, it's like also like as parents like watching the film being like and their kids are still watching this dick flipping around <laughs> as much as the part about her, the character of her being with this guy with a dick. All these children are going to see this film and seeing the dick as well. The moms are loving it, but yeah, the kids maybe not so much. I mean, I saw I saw this in the theater, and I, I very clearly remember my dad going, "Wow, sure is a lot of Bowie's dick in this." <laughs> we I mean, were there, so we actually, actually, his name was Hoggle. <laughs> he wasn't wrong, to be clear. <laughs> my what's so yeah. funny is like I mean, my ex never saw Labyrinth. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm like, how would you never? He's like, I don't know anything about it. And I'm like, like David Bowie's even package? accidentally? He's like, no. And I'm like, he never That's... saw Beetlejuice or ever Scissors hand. I'm like, what? In Red flag. That's why he's what? your ex. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. what the hell, dude? Really? All right. Well, I got I to gotta figure out uh, what kind of magic spell to use. What to kind of magic spell to use? Uh, hey, so this bit uh, is called Letterbox One-Liners, and this is where we take the many reviews off of Letterbox.com, a place for film, the only social media network that is any goddamn good, if you ask me. Uh, Bottom-up democracy. You don't have to be uh, shallow. You don't have to be Ebert. Everybody gets their say. Uh, people say things that are pithy, that are unique, that are funny, that are bizarre. And I collect them all, gotta catch them all, and uh, present them for everyone's amusement and commentary on this show, Movie Night Extravaganza. Movie Night Extravaganza on Letterboxd is Forrest. I'm Conan Neutron. Uh, Andrew World's on there. Everyone is on there. I'm not going to do that till later. I forgot. I need to pre-record this bit because I forget about it when I'm drinking. You, uh, uh, Letterboxd, you, let's do you, it. You collect them much like uh, David Bowie collects crystals? I do. It's all the goblins. <laughs> Weird movie, but if Jareth came up to me and said to fear him, love him, do as he says, and he would become my slave, my parents have to report me missing the next day because that'd be in the castle <laughs> getting that goblin dick. Wait, only three I'm, and a half stars? But three and a half stars, I know. They said getting that goblin dick and not she goblin that dick. She should have said I'd be in the castle goblin that dick. <laughs> that, 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 that would have been a five star review, even if the movie That's itself was not made. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> the scene with all the staircases. The scene with all the staircases and Bowie just coming at you from every angle. That's honestly what my brain looks yeah. like. <laughs> going up the stairs and going down the stairs and going on the sideways stairs. Uh, did I accidentally take acid before watching this? Not sure if I watched this or if my mind projected to another astral plane. No fucking you. stars? 
Yeah, no, no rating <laughs> at all, which is which is not which is not meant to be. To be clear, you don't have to rate it with the stars. So yeah, like that doesn't mean some some people like, take. If you're gonna go to the effort of writing a written part, you. <laughs> Yeah. This is what led led to uh, Andrea on uh, the Dark Crystal one getting like super amped up. You're like, "Fuck you!" Like, like oh, right, yeah, someone Ray was doing that. Like, and Ray then and then Ravana got amped up along with her. Yeah, yeah and then everyone it then turned into a mob very quickly. Of, I had to edit some of that out to put it on the letterbox uh, to, to tweet it at letterbox. So I was like, I don't know if they want to. Yeah, that got angry real quick. This there movie deserves. This movie deserves five stars alone for David Bowie dancing with parentheses and kidnapping a baby. This won't be really funny if it didn't have five stars. This movie, deserves right, yeah, five yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, can we, can we, can we talk the tags real quick? Yeah. Absolute favorites. Okay. Fuck it up, Dave. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Gender envy. Very good. Yeah. I love this white man. Excellent. <laughs> I rewatched this too often. True. Wow. And then okay, I don't know what the next one is. Okay, but... some, it wasn't important. If if I didn't conclude it, it's not funny. Oh, I don't know good. why they didn't tag. What kind of magic spell to use? Uh, you know what? <laughs> yes. Four words. Bog of eternal stench and like twenty exclamation points. <laughs> not not capitalized. Love to see Bowie's dick print the entire movie. Five Ooh. stars for me. All caps. Like seven exclamation points. Yeah. By the way, that's uh, that's Sarah Squirm who. Uh, just recently started going on SNL. She's a cast member now. Oh, oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, see, this this Based. bit has produced mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she's been on um she's been on uh with Jake Flores before. Okay, there you go. If I was Jennifer Connelly, I simply wouldn't have bothered saving that ugly ass baby. Same. <laughs> That's yeast. <laughs> Uh, also someone's got a yeast infection for not giving any stars Hog hoggle's name should have been yeast <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's yeasty what are you know those old men big lumpy moles with the big bulbous nose yeah I, I mean I, I go to the I go to the gym and they'll just be like these old guys getting naked. Oh, they, the, they love hanging walker. brain, yeah. man. And I just love I it. just imagine Hoggle as one of those guys being like, yeah, yeah. Let, me tell you about, there. "Let me tell you about my day." No, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're sitting there talking about these motherfuckers will sit there and talk about a USA Today article that they saw, and they're sitting there like your dick and balls are fully out and airing right now. And it was, yeah, a, fact yeah. check. Also, and it was like... a fact check of an Elon Musk and Ghislaine Maxwell meme that somebody found on Twitter. <laughs> I like hair. Dudes, dudes, especially like Russian dudes. Oh, so hairy. How are you? How was your ass this hairy? Yes. Like, like, and it's, and it's, they have like hairs out the ears. That's fucked. Every time. Look, I, I, I don't want to like, you know, start something or anything, but anytime I see dudes <laughs> at the gym who are Russian, we're like lifting weights. I'm like, I'm gonna see this motherfucker's dick, and I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been at the gym and you start seeing people and you're like, oh, you're Russian? I'm gonna see that dick. <laughs> they they just love Russian dudes. Love hanging out in the fucking shower room and just fucking balls out, hanging brain, just fucking talk also, about whatever's on their mind. Italian and Greek man, love it. 
Yeah. Oh, th- them too. Yeah. yeah. Ru- I think Rus- Russians is it's the most egregious, but yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. like, well, I guess it's a cultural thing. Russians Speaking don't of the access fuck. powers. <laughs> oh, anyway. all right. Good. Yeah, good. That's good. Say, I'll, let's make it about NATO. Anyway, <laughs> call me Germany because I'm fighting the Battle of the Bulge. Only three stars. But. Dick Come Prince on, Army. Man. Seriously? Why would you give that type of awesome review and only give it three stars? Oh, these people. Dick yeah, Prince Army is coming up on the American shores. There were so many dick-related uh, reviews to pull from. And no like, shit. Was, yeah, like it was so, and like most of them are not clever, just to be clear. But. This is this. Well, at least this is a movie you can get kind of horny, like horny enough to, like you know, seeing David Bowie and stuff. Like the the last one, they were horny posting about Skeksis. Dude, it, there was horny posting about literally every character in Dark Crystal, and like I was oh, borderline mortified by the level of horny posting about it. I'm like, y'all need to go anyway. Find someone, touch grass. Find yeah. someone who loves you, like David Bowie loves hanging out with some crumb bum puppets. <laughs> Yo, they were they were like the, they were the they were like the early My gutter God. punk. They were like the gutter punk puppets. Like they're just kind of like. Fucking things up. This is like the Sex Pistols and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they did not give a fuck, and they ran that city. It's like Seattle. No, no. So, so I need I need to tell you that I, I take this this job this self appointed job seriously. <laughs> finding these, like, I really put effort into it, and I put effort into like not just like what I like, but I think will be like a good discussion or like funny or interesting. Right. But when I saw this, I seriously could not stop laughing at, the, at this person, Devin KB calling them crumb bum puppets for like five minutes. I was like laughing my ass off and I was thinking about it and thinking about the, just the clear disdain that Bowie has for like all of the goblins. And I was like, they're all kind of crumb bum, aren't they? Well, they're, they're his, they're like his, his younger brothers, right? Like he's yeah. surrounded by like an army of just these weird younger and 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 younger I guess younger sisters too but like mostly like younger brothers that are just fucking things up and he's bored as shit and nothing's happening within you know got like the goblin city they kind of run it I got another baby again yeah yeah yeah, exactly why why and and I didn't I didn't watch that movie this movie that way necessarily when I before like listening to Bowie talking about it, but then having him be like, no, like he he would have been a guy that was just like hanging out in Soho, was having a fun time being like Bohemian and shit. But he's stuck being like the Goblin King, and he's like he's good at it, but like it's fine, it's a job, and it's lost like- his luster. <laughs> yeah. like, and I love the idea that like he has this clear disdain for his underlings. You're like these fucking chumps. All right, let's sing another song. You know, like. Like I love that, and I, and I, and and can we just also uh, talk about the tags here uh, of this excellent oh, review? Oh, yeah, I'll go back. I'll go back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah you can do it. Oh, um, so, uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. The, the the tags are in the other one. Sorry. So, right. so, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll this one. So, it like will so forever... I'm, working a, I'm working like a slideshow at like a at a college lecture where I'm like, I don't. That... I... <laughs> well, look, it, it, it's it's fine because. The whole point is to like comment on this. Yeah. Right? But anyway, it will forever confuse me. We brought this up, by the way. It will forever confuse me that Didymus, a dog, rides on the back of Ambrosius, another dog. <laughs> and we For real. For real, Betty. There's got to be some kind. Well, Ambrosius is her dog that she's bringing okay. in from the so outside so let's world. Talk, let's talk about the tags, <laughs> right? Just, just, yeah. just hang with me. So female lead, rewatch for the... 292 trillionth time self-isolation watch a good movie for that 
Iconic bedroom. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Do we agree? Yeah. I, yes. I mean, well, the entrance. The, the thing we didn't talk about is the scene that, like, is kind of. I don't know why it brought me back to being a kid, but there's like this thing that I would make fun of my parents for doing. But like in this, it's that weird homeless woman when she's uh, tripping out, which is another part we didn't talk about. And she's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you, you, you like your, lady. yeah. Where she's like, you, you like your doll, right? Yeah, take 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 Lancelot. You like Lancelot. And then she's like, oh, you like, and you realize like this is just someone that's nuts. That's like in her trip, but she gets to keep whatever's in her trip because I think the entire movie itself is kind of like this journey through her own mental childhood and stuff. So like she can go back to her own room and like take stuff out of it. She needs that last line, you know, to do on a Twitch stream, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I will but, say this. No, but like she needs that last literal line from the play, not line of Coke to do on a Twitch stream. But that lady starts just going through everything in her room and being like, being like, Oh, you like this? You like your dog? Take your book. You like your book. And I remember being a, a kid and like, my parents like trying to get everyone to like behave and be like, "Oh, we're gonna go on a trip. Take your book. You like your book? Yeah, you like this book. Come on, take this book." And yeah, <laughs> same energy. Yeah. Well, and I think that like so so that so this is the one that and again I, Kona Neutron, who nobly will go through and pull these every every movie that we do. <laughs> it, it does it does feel pretty good that you put time into this because I put a shitload of time into show prep. So it's like sure, nice sure. To, it's like yeah, nice it's like, like how much time, art, time it takes to draw one of those things. No, I'm saying so you put time into the art, Andy, and and Coney puts time into so it feels like now like it's a it's a nice it's a nice balance. It's like my uh, most part is getting to see Andrew's drawing. That's my favorite part. It, it, it is a lovely thing, in, in all seriousness. I can't it's, wait. You know, like I just wait for the like to the for the picture to come, like a like a baby child <laughs> on Christmas morning. Like, but oh, but, but back to my. Back to my pomp and bluster. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, the iconic bedroom thing made me think about that scene of there being like the reiteration of the bedroom. Like, hey, wouldn't you like to have all these familiar things? And like what like kind of like a cool temptation that was right. Like uh, of like which clearly is like ill equipped for where she is in the story to actually succeed. But but I thought that was very that was very clever. As well, a dude, the one, she needs the one thing. She needs the yeah needs exactly the, yeah. And the woman's distracting her the entire time, which is why you don't let a townie with a shopping cart into your house. <laughs> I've learned that lesson the hard way as well. But you know, it's, it's... hard lessons, hard lessons. But 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 the tag iconic bedroom is what set that off for me. By the way, yeah. So, Use your tags, folks. All right, last one. Last one, let's go. Great visuals. The anti-goblin messaging is troubling, though. Just want to clarify that I'm pro-goblin. That's Max. Well, it's like, you know, Goblin King, you could you could go... I, so I watched I watched Madawan last night for Sunday's conversation, which is going to be fucking amazing. But I watched Madawan last night, and my first thought this morning waking up was like, we could have just, like, I could have just gone and organized the goblins, and then kind of the goblin thing <laughs> would have had, like, we could have organized for term limits. There would have been more of a, a structured thing where there's more of a democratic society. And, you know, maybe being anti-goblin is, is not is not the best way to go. Maybe you go organize the goblins within Goblin City and actually turn it into a thriving democracy and really nation build, kind of take over. And <laughs> I was getting into a conversation about the Iraq war last night, too. And you could, you know, you could just overthrow it. <laughs> Overthrow the Goblin King, you know, and then who knows who's going to really take power in that power vacuum? 
but well, you know a sequel then and like, like you think the goblin king really is is like going through a similar arc that uh jennifer Connolly's character is because like you know he seems to want to like grow up too and, he and wants to have a wife. i think i think we broke conan <laughs> <laughs> conan you need a little bit you, you, need, you need a little, a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway can, can i let, let, let me can, can i exude the bit before we get too far into this yeah uh, well i'm gonna end up having to having to actually clip this bit into like a nice uh, thing shocking for, yeah. really yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah okay so um Anyway, those are the Letterbox One Liner reviews. Uh, follow Movie Night Extravaganza on Letterbox, which is Forest. I'm Coda Neutron. J. Andrew World. Uh, Renee Ruins on Letterbox as well. Uh, many of the of the lovely guests on our show. Christine, I don't think you're on there yet. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. You probably should be. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Uh, and of course, follow the show. Uh, and uh, yeah, boy, that was a lot. Okay, I think I'm, I'm still stuck I in just, the crumb bum puppets. I, by the I way, just, like crumb bum puppets. I got, this, would, <laughs> I got it, this intel that says that the Goblin King has weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> so for me, so, so here's I'm gonna give you insider information about this, which is the internet's favorite bit from this show, which is that I pull them. Forrest chooses the order. Right. And like what he chooses yeah. as the top one isn't always what I would pick as the top one. But well, I, uh, I just go with whatever order you send them to me in. Oh, really? Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would have ended with the crumb bum puppets because I, I was I was laughing. For, I, I kid you not. At least five minutes because I was like, they are kind of crumb bum puppets. You know, they're like these fucking dicks. Like, what are they up to? Hassling chickens? Fuck you. Let's let's talk from now on about uh, an order, I guess. OK, um, OK. I thought you were doing it like because there's certain. Well, then it's funny because like the random order has ended up being like really awesome sometimes. Where like it, it it's the conversations hit differently. Anyway, we don't need. We'll yeah. we'll talk about in the private chat. That Andy they're, they're, talks about. they're really the gas station puppets. They're like the puppets that are hanging out selling <laughs> oxycontin outside of like a gas station. No, 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 no. They're, they're the puppets who are going alcohol for the homeless guy behind All the right, grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then bum rushing the homeless guy, not paying him. Just fucking the homeless guy up, and you're like, Jesus ah! Christ! And then for the goblin, the goblin king has to appear and be like, "Don't worry, you can have this five dollar bill if you don't mention this to anyone." And then, you... yeah, no wonder he's sick of doing it. I don't want to be the goblin king anymore. These fucking puppets are fucking me up. Well, I mean, they they're fucking like they they're just shooting fucking. And Jim Henson had this weird obsession with with doing this, like fucking with chickens. Because if you're like every, every Muppet, well, every Muppet movie, Gonzo is surrounded by a harem of chickens. Oh, oh no, this is real. No, you're yeah. right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So in it. this movie, he has the real version of that, but like they're just fucking with the chickens, and David wow. looks so. Why bored. do you think he died so young? It was, it was a chicken accident. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. So now you're making me actually, earnestly and honestly wonder, what the deal? What's the deal with Jim Henson and chickens? I always just assumed he just took acid at a farm one time and just fucked him up. Do a deep dive with Jordan Yule on TYT's Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but starting with Renee, uh, you know, final thoughts. Any Anything you want to talk about? Any characters you want to talk about? Side characters, side quests, hoggles, uh, you know, knights that guard bridges. Um what one I guess one that we didn't talk about is the is when they have the false alarms. I mean, if someone wants to bring that up at some point, just you know, anything anyone wants to talk about. Well, anything you want to talk about, but you know. yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, well, I mean this this movie uh to like obviously five stars is 
for me. But um, this movie, um, like, to me is, like, yeah, really important because growing up as a child and spending a long time on my own, um, I had these little journeys, these these little adventures. This was my, like, way of having fun when I was really poor. So I would, like, find a dress at the op shop and stuff and, like, read books and pretend this shit was happening. So when this film came out, like, I was obsessed with it because even though Sarah's acting is not great, it, you know, it's like um, I wanted to be Sarah and I even had that, that weird thing with, with Dareth and um, I just loved that it was like, it, it was like a movie that was like fantastical and weird and kind of for quirky kids and like not something that was like, you know, the normal stuff that we were being spoon-fed when we were younger. And I was like, wow, like, you know, there's these, like, it's kind of cool to be into this weird mythical kind of stuff. And then also there's so many amazing artists, illustrators and people who worked in this film work that's, that is all throughout the film that is so iconic. I mean, even, like, just the MC Escher work alone and the many, you know, and then add David Bowie and, you know, regardless of the cod piece, whatnot. It's just David Bowie and Glitter. And like, yeah. Regardless like, or on top of, you know what I mean? The, regardless, the like, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's not much under it. So, you know, he probably needed it anyway. But, um, you know, you like. You think David Bowie has a small, has a small penis? I do, indeed. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that tall. <laughs> Um, if that's yeah, like, I feel like he definitely <laughs> averaged or to lower if he did. Um, I'd last, I'd like to ask Iggy or Mick Jagger, but I was gonna say, agree to disagree, but it's your your time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's we'll getting to the important I've topic. Seen, <laughs> I'm saying tighter pants than that. There, there's not enough going on there to, for it to be a big dick. I'm just saying, but. No big dick energy well. bringing it back to all our, right, all right, bringing right. it back to our murder night extravaganza uh rap. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah no, with no, the big yeah. dick energy. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, for me, it was just like an amazing film about you know freedom and and just fun and yeah, everything about it I loved because it was a mixture of like the puppetry, the mystical stuff, then also art, and then also like you know illustrations. So for me, it was just all magic all round. Plus, of you know adding Bowie in the songs um, and it, even just like the silliness as well. I, I just love the absurdist stuff as well, like with the fireies and the kicking the heads around and all that. It was just like, it was the perfect child family film for a weird kid before that like kind of became a thing like it is now where, you know, numerous film companies put out films that are based for like little weird emo goth kids. And I think that was one of the first that kind of was a darker side of, you know, the family adventure film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's me. Yeah, no, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good summary. Yeah, like the next generation of those kinds of films was like Harmony Corinne, which is not yeah, a yeah. fun not like yeah. a fun fantastical like, we still haven't done one of his movies but it's like no these kids have aids like just so you <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Where, where, where it's all bummer yeah all all uh all goblins no goblin king yeah or nine <laughs> i don't know if you saw nine yes I I saw nine, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's, it wasn't a good film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, All right. Christina's been looking like she needs to go to sleep, so I, I you know, to yeah. speed up a little bit. Final I'm, thoughts. Final thoughts is I'd fuck David Bowie in this film. <laughs> I think everyone would. David Bowie or Andrew Garfield? You got to pick one. Well, here's the problem: Andrew Garfield is not in Labyrinth. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, I'm 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 throwing it's it out there. Oh, but she was Andrew and Harvey, but like. I mean, okay, what if Andrew Garfield played David Bowie? <laughs> As like, like, him. like, like a biopic about the making of Labyrinth. Yes, Christina oh, would be right. permanently broken. Christina would not survive that, that hour and a half long movie. Is <laughs> someone named Andrew Garfield attractive? Is this, this, or is this a male thing? No, she oh. likes Andrew Garfield. She's, yes, she's Andrew it's a little Garfield. inside joke, uh, okay. but I mean, I love the film. It's you know, it's it's. Is it inside if you tweet about it every five seconds? Yeah. If it's, yeah. is it inside if your like moniker is Mrs. Andrew Garfield? Probably not so much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, it's not that obscure. Sorry, yeah. Christina, but yeah. I'm for yeah, I love everything about it. You know, in my opinion, it's a bit better than Dark Crystal, but uh, um, agree. Yeah, I agree. I remember watching this when I was younger and thinking, "Ooh, music! I like music. Yeah, let's go." But, like, <laughs> not really understanding much about, like, why does that dude have like an anaconda in his pants? Like, <laughs> <laughs> two games. Bad, bad time to take a drink. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but also, dude, Jennifer well, Connelly well, did Jennifer a pretty Connelly good job, job, despite everything. Despite everything. <laughs> well, I guess I was going to say Jennifer because. This is probably one of those films where they've actually put someone of the right age playing the person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whereas they don't they don't do that now. So like back then when you had a someone who was young, they would actually be young. Thanks, Hoggle. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually so talked about we were talking about Sarah's Sarah Squirm earlier. Yeah. Well, the fifteen year old girl, actually playing the fifteen year old girl. So the awkwardness yeah, well, comes out. Whereas now, Renee, it's like the the fifteen year old is twenty one. Yeah, Renee, all all the all the high schoolers are played by thirty something year olds these days, and I'm like, like why? Like like yeah. like like uh, the first Spider Man movie. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, Tony was straight up thirty two, I think, when he was playing. Dude, was all like, these I people have... and like. These bitches are in high school. Like all, like all of them are like in their thirties. Hey, I am, but I am, but sixteen, and I'm Spider Man. Just move, move on, move on. <laughs> Spider Man's midlife crisis. I, I would rather see that movie than literally any other movie about Spider Man in fucking high school because there's been like seventeen of them, and it's enough. And home, anything with the word home in it. Actually, no, we're gonna get Spider Man Home Sweet Home before we know it. Yeah, Spider Man homeschooled. Spider Man homeschooled because of, of, of the pandemic. <laughs> look, look. Here's a here's a point of fact. I know Andy will back me on this, but I don't need to hear from them to to know that that like there's more comics of Spider Man in college and as like a young adult than there ever was in high school. Yeah. So it pisses me off. that eighty percent of the movies are him fucking around in high school. Yeah, Ditko only did fifteen issues and like, yeah. um uh, and, and we're so most close of to the them end here, guys. Let's, uh, not, yeah. let's not get this. Let's, let's not get this far off track. But he, he finally started to control. Look, his I didn't invoke Spider-Man. I just spoke authoritatively. 
All right. Well, I would Look, give I've got. I've, I'm the only one with a Spider-Man in fucking frame of my video. Is that something you want to brag about? <laughs> You're goddamn right. I will. That's that's a that's a life ethos. But I, I I would give this movie like 69 crystal balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> Wait, hold yeah. on. Hold on, I gotta give it go. 69 yeah, crystal balls. <laughs> this is, this is my new dream. favorite bit. And, and, I, and I hope it goes on for forever. I hope <laughs> I really do. All right, Conan, let's hear some final thoughts because I am getting old while, you know, on this stream. And I it's, <laughs> it's, it's... This is my problem. No, I'm just saying, you know, I'm trying to okay. I'm trying to speed things up. <laughs> what what? <laughs> no. The fucking disrespect on this show. Jesus. Oh! <laughs> uh, hey, this movie is fantastic. And this movie is a pinnacle of movie night Fantasia. Not the least of which is because it not only creates a world that you get absorbed into, but manages to tell a story that you can look at at different points in your life and get something different out of. As for instance, as I mentioned earlier, there were times that uh, Jennifer Connelly's character, I was annoyed by her as, as ah, why are you doing that? That's stupid. Then I realized this is a parable for growing up yeah, to a certain degree. Uh, I also love the fact that this is the rare example of a movie where like the protagonist is 100% to blame for the inciting incident. Yes. 100% yeah. directly. Like, like there's no wiggle room here. Like, she caused this to happen and then spends the entire film trying to like sort of undo it, but sort of like, but what if I didn't? And then also yada, yada. And, well, and more upset that her parents are going to find out that there's no more kids, yes. I think in the beginning, then which, which is how much yeah. more of a teenager thing is there than that. Right? Yeah. And I think that's what makes this an incredibly strong sort of timeless movie is, is, is that like, you have all of these elements at play. Like there's these incredible, fantastic elements that we went into with, with alacrity and impunity that, that have like lots of, of beautiful visuals and different like worlds. Like, wow, what does that guy's day look like over there? Right. Mm -hmm. And, but then also ultimately it's about Jennifer Connelly's character, a very uh, young Jennifer Connelly, which I will say that I had an age appropriate crush on. <laughs> at the time uh, <laughs> that knows the age appropriate part of that, uh, that that is about growing up and, and all that entails and the scariness of that and the allure and wonder of it. And it's done so well, but not like where it like knocks you over the head with a with a mallet over it, too, that it, it's one of the reasons why this film endures and yeah, there are certain things where it's like, could it be canceled? Yeah, you know, okay, sure. Okay, that's fine. But like, think about like every fairy tale ever, right? This has big fairy tale energy, oh but it's God. not as if. <laughs> you know why? Fuck's sakes. I mean, yeah, yeah. We can't, you, you can't. Uh, it's the it's one thing where with this movie, I'm like, yeah, really, Labyrinth? You're going to come from Labyrinth? Like, I mean, like, there's like 500 other things you should come for first. But anyway. <laughs> like David Bowie's crotch. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> Look, as someone who, like, ostensibly, like, plays music and makes records for a living, like, I love the idea that it's centered around a rock star's crotch. That's fantastic. Like, like there's, there's, a, certain there's a certain degree of, like, goals 
right? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember who it was, but somebody was actually saying about like how rock stars have a swagger and stuff like that. And that's why women yeah. aren't good guitar players, which is bullshit, by the way. Well, that's you'll back me up on that one. Oh, um, like that's big hoggle podcast. energy right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, like I, and I, I'm blanking on who said it because it was like a very famous woman uh, performer, too. Who said yeah. This. It's just like, fuck you. Was it the like, chicken like, hinges, was it? She said it might have been. Oh, maybe it, it, it might have been. It, it was been. somebody who who's done some cool stuff. Yeah, Chrissy Hind is fantastic, but has some nice. interesting ideas about the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But po point of order, point of order is that <laughs> I feel that this movie endures for a lot of reasons, not least of which is deeply, deeply entertaining on multiple levels, and you can get more out of it uh, and different things out of it as you grow older and. That's awesome. This movie is fantastic. And it hits to me. There's no comparison to Dark Crystal. They're way different movies. Um, this movie's fucking rad. And I'm super glad that we got to talk about it. Thank you. All right. Big Titty Yoda. <laughs> let's hear some quick final thoughts. All right. It's really simple. Uh, I mean, Conan really kind of hit on most of the points I wanted to make. Although I do think Jareth, uh, you know, the Goblin King, is also going through a similar type arc, but we don't quite see it. Like, like if they ever, if they did a sequel to it, which they can't now, but like back Disney in Disney Plus series, yeah, yeah, Disney Plus series. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, hold on, Andrew Garfield as David Bowie yeah, gonna... as Jareth. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like him. No amount of makeup's gonna do anything for that. No, no. Did you have to look, look like the person though to do that? Kind of have to. I mean, on yeah. my Twitter channel, we went, we went over the best and worst like biopic picks for like casting the mm, sounds terrible. and that's a good yeah. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a terrible conversation <laughs> no, but like, I hear, biopics are just so over like i don't know <laughs> i was trying to do a playful bit about he was based, it, it's based on Bowie. and i thought yeah that was very quite good i thought that was a good casting yes we're so, whatever we're so, renee i agree with we're so close to the end here. Eddie, you got some final thoughts? Um, mostly, you know, I mean, we kind of we kind of touched on, on um, you know, Jareth's um, potential, seeming like he has like this arc of also trying to grow up, but he can't be, escape the fact that he's surrounded by, you know, these crumb bum puppets. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, no, and, and um, you know, th there is certainly different lessons you can take from this movie in different points of your life. So if you are sitting behind the uh, uh, you know, the, the grocery store drinking with some homeless person uh, with the crust punks, like, and you want to move on with your life. You're totally our Gareth. Um, if you need me, Pretty much. you know where I'm going to be. I bought a candy bar at the corner store earlier tonight. And uh, some kids who look like they're about 11 years old really wanted me to buy uh, rolling papers for them. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right. Kappa. <laughs> They look like they were like 11, seriously. But like, oh. what? I'm a cop. All right. Anyway, so uh, the. No, I meant you would say, all right, copper. <laughs> I think that the um, Jareth with the, with the crystal balls, that should be one of our uh, Twitch. Uh, what do you call them? It Casino? definitely should be. Emotes. Animate emotes. Yeah. Can we make an emote of that? I'm emoting right now. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's happening. Well, my 
my final thought. And obviously, join us. Uh, well, join Sabbath Site for tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have Nathan Robinson on. We have uh, Catherine Liu on. And we have, you know, Charlie, a.k.a. R.C. Roberts. Uh, we're going to be talking about Don't Look Up. We're going to be talking about Jimmy Doors, Chicago Teachers Union uh, comments. We're we'll talking about, I have a Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson clip that I literally had to pull nails out to, you know, have to sit through, but I made one. Anyway, my final thoughts are, if she ever kisses you, I'll turn you into a prince. The prince of stench. (laughs) 